Attention, please be advised. The following episode contains spoilers. Don't say we didn't warn you. We can still party, just leave the cloak on. <laughs> oh, boy. I wear my robe Lord of the and Rings equivalent hat. of putting a bag over his head. <laughs> Nerd on. What is what everyone? Is? What is? Welcome to Nerd on the podcast. You didn't need, but you deserve. Where all level of nerd are welcome. Here we are, a year later, y'all. A year. A Cray. whole year. One whole year. We made it. Things we did. We did a thing. Starting after these um, these mega three episodes yeah. to celebrate a year, we're done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're we wanted to give stop. them to you. Bin- no, bingeable. In case bingeable. you don't know what we're talking about. This is the first of three episodes that is dropping at the same time. Holy yes. balls. Three for one. Eat your heart out, Netflix. Because you deserve it. <laughs> yeah. And not only are they three mega episodes, but they're also three mega episodes about mega topics. my favorite topics of all oh, time. Yeah. Ali, also, I, I think a lot of people in this yeah. room's favorite topics. We've been uh, leading up to this a little bit. Yes. Yes. If you aren't aware of what we're talking about, we have these next three episodes of The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Peter Jackson's The Lord of the Rings. Each film is getting its own episode. It yeah. needs it, I We're feel We're focus like. on the films. We'll reference book when needed. Uh, we will be talking here and there about the extended editions. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the one I'm most familiar with now at this point. It's the absolute edition. Yes. Um, the so, uh, Grandmaster Supreme uh, DJ Grant Deluxe mix. Wow. Yeah. Yes. The if you one. haven't seen that, pause it and spend a whole day. Mm-hmm. Take a day yep. off. I think the actual math is something like 12, 13 hours something like for that. all three of the films. Very proud of you to make it through in one day. Order 100 chicken wings. Yeah. And then yeah. come back up. here and uh, we'll get started. Yeah. But first, we have some business. Some business. Uh, this episode is, is brought to you in part. By our patrons over at Patreon. Patreon. That's pretty exciting to say every single time. That's why I like saying it. That's why I get mad when people take it from me. I understand. I said it really quietly. I said it loudly. Uh, but yeah, thank you to all of our patrons over at Patreon. Um, without you, none of this would be possible. Yeah. Thank you for uh, helping this show continue going further and further we, as where we go. We actually and expanding. I can. I think I can safely say we would not have made it a year without our patrons. Yeah. Yep. No. Um, with that said, I'm Corey. I am Tom. I am Josh. Ali. Caitlin. And I'm Corey. Nice. <laughs> I am son of Gondor. Let's uh, keep going around. Let's uh, let's jump right in. Well, first of all, spoilers. If you haven't seen it, spoilers. Like, please, we're gonna talk. Please about go see it thing. before you watch this. Ep- before you watch this. Before you listen to this episode. So 2001. Yes. So 17 years later. Yeah. Yeah. So well, if Almost you haven't seen old. it yet, there are people. There are people. I know. Mm-hmm. I have a friend. That's fine. Who just said to me the other day, you know what? I haven't seen Jurassic Park. And I was like, what? I'm excited because I get to watch it with them. And I just am going to stare at them the whole time and be like, what are your reactions seeing this for the first time? What are your eyes do? You're watching them. And then every time they look at me, I just point back at the screen. Watch the movie. I mean, that's that's the kind of like world we live in now where we like to watch other people doing other things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Speaking um, of which, you can go to our Twitter. No, I'm just <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. Uh, can we jump into initial reactions? Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, let's get it moving. Have, oh, okay, how about I do yeah. it for me first? Just because yeah, I think. So this is the spoiler. You're of the youngest. I am of the like youngest, but also I I think I am also of like the least like in depth hardcore fan of it in this room. 
Okay. Like I would say, hmm. I say like that, everyone that, here has watched it more than I have. Everyone here has like learned, like got the extended edition. Yeah, I don't Tom ha- and I just saw the ex- Tom just saw the extended edition for the first time. Till till this moment, I do not own a copy of it on disc. I've only you I've only cultured swine. Oh, my parents only had it on VHS. I'm so glad so. That I like I how that makes him. Yeah. I gotta be part of the side for once. Yes, yeah. you did. Um, oh, yeah. But no, I, I I've known <laughs> of the 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 subject. I've known of the story. I've watched it in theaters when I was a kid. Um, but then I I never took any more time to it other than like being in school and you know substitute teacher or the last day of school they roll in that TV with the straps <laughs> on and you don't finish it until next year and every, every class yeah. is fucking you know fifty minutes so it's like you see just half of the movie of the theatrical movie and then you leave or a third yeah, third yeah um, <laughs> we're like it but you know I I remember watching it as a kid and I remember this is you know December of two thousand one and. It was just like, okay, this is like, you know, medieval. That's what I thought. I was, I was like, this is medieval stuff, right? Medieval you know, times. At the time, I was watching like Xena and Hercules. And then I knew of like <laughs> Merlin stuff. And like, I was like, uh, you know, King Arthur. I was like, this is, that was my reference. That was That's the baggage fair. I brought into it. So I was like, okay, I could kind of get this. I'm like, there's yeah. supposed to be dragons and goblins and orcs and stuff like that. But um, it's never been my aesthetic. I've never really liked that aesthetic. I never liked like the middle earthy kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, as I grew up and grew older, like I got, you know, influenced by like magic. And I saw like video games, you know, where like there, it is about this kind of like world yeah. where there's castles and sieges and wars. And I was like, this is, this is dope. And I, I really like it. And then recently I started watching it um, after taking film classes and all that stuff. And, you know, there's definitely a reason why this yeah. trilogy of all sci-fi fantasy trilogies that they've made that are mega movie blockbusters this is a reason. This is the one of the few that actually get critical acclaim with the Academy. It's a little bit of a get, big deal. Holds a, get, uh, Return of the King still holds the record. I yeah, believe. get nom- yeah, like Academy nominations and wins. Mm-hmm. You know, there have been superhero movies that get Academy nominations. Very what was few. Twelve, I believe it was eleven. Eleven. Wow, something like that. And crazy. this is the only trilogy that's actually able to get a big bang of the movie uh, box office, get Academy awards, and walk away still being beloved by fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It's yeah. actually tied with Titanic yeah. for the most awards. Okay. It it was it won every award it was nominated for. Right. Wow. So those are my initials. So it's a big deal? It's a, Lord of the Rings is a big deal. But this is <laughs> so we're, we're tying two deal. towers today. Or sorry, Fellowship of wow. the Ring today. How dare you. I know, right? That's the next episode. I know. I was thinking about what we're watching next. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, that's it. Yeah. Josh. Um, well, this movie for me, so it came out 2001. So I was a sophomore in high school. And so back then, you actually went to midnight showings. Yeah, like they yeah. were actually oh, yeah. midnight. Well, actually midnight. I mean, people didn't get shot up at screenings. That's why. Oh, yeah. That's the reason why they started doing earlier screenings. Yeah, to make it safer. Way to bring it down, Tom. Yeah. I'm just saying. Just made my way heart hurt. Down. Way, way down. Well, it's not like the fact that we lost. Bringing up a nostalgia. <laughs> it's like, not the fact no. we lost a culture. It's the fact that sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, well, things happen. Josh, continue wow. your childhood delight. Um, (laughs) um, we, for, I mean, I know that we're just talking about fellowship, but for all three, I went to the midnight showings Mm -hmm. and I just, I didn't, I hadn't read the books. I had a friend who had, who was really into it. And so we went and I just remember just completely being floored, like just by the whole thing. I mean, and it's always captured my heart. I, I am a big fan of that aesthetic. That you're talking about, Tom, and I, um, I just have always dug it. I'm, I'm also like a fantasy person. I love those H-Pots. kinds of worlds. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, 
H. Potts, J. Parks. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't Harry Potter come out the same year, too? Uh, 2001? I believe it. Yeah. Like a month earlier or something? Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. Release I'll look it up while you guys are telling your stories. Yeah. Ali? Um, yeah, I mean, this came out when I was in high school. I want to say sophomore as well. Yeah. Because I think it was... Are you guys like sophomore. close in age? Huh? Aren't you guys like close in age? I think we are. So yeah. there you go. I think we're like 33. <laughs> the same. I'm 32, but I was a young... Um, and like I, I was went, old because I was held back in kindergarten. Nice. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> H. Potts was October of 2001. Oh, okay. So wow. you're right. Okay. Just a couple months. Yeah, nice. So, yeah. Um, I was super hyped for this. So I remember like... The, I remember when the trailer dropped and like well, we all huddled around. Why were you hyped for it? Did um, you know about it beforehand or was it just I knew, like... I knew of it. Okay. Um, but I didn't really know anything about it, but it was just kind of like there was a lot of hype for it mm. and like everywhere, like online and stuff like that. Um, and I was really excited to see it and I owned the book, but I never like, I didn't read it. Right you then. just had it. I think I had everybody it. just had it. They had the uh, set. The, I well, I got the never, one that was like, I, I think you got it like Costco. Where like it was like just like the collection yeah. version with like the blue cover. Nice. You get someone out there knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Shout out to that person. Yeah. But that was um yeah, I was just amazed by like the music, the visuals, uh storytelling. It was immediately enthralled. I immediately um like I saw it, I, I want to say I saw it like three or four times in theaters with like various mm-hmm. groups. Wow. And um yes. someone someone had yes. a good like we, good uh, high school life. <laughs> Uh, a good buddy of mine, uh, Andrew, shout out to Andrew. Shout out to Andrew. Um, we started a uh, forum, an online forum, the old school style forums for Lord what of the is Rings. What this forum you speak of? They were called, uh, we, we, they were called the White Knight forums. And they were <laughs> oh. like, they were like the number one Lord of the Rings forums. And like nice. me and him wild. ran it for like years. Why White Knights? The White Rider. Oh, White Rider. Yeah. There we go. Um, yeah. So that was, that was my experience with it. And then of course, like. Being a shut-in like high schooler nerd, <laughs> I uh, I own I got the extended edition as soon as I could, and I just watched like the doc the the behind the scenes that was like what is it like five hours by itself? Yeah, like that oh, over and oh, over again. Even, even more. Did that come? There's one that's only five hours, but on the Blu-rays, there's actually something there's like additional. 26 hours of behind the scenes. Yeah. Did that crazy. did that come out like once? It, like was out of theaters. Like I, I'm wondering, did it come out after the trilogy was over or did no. it come out? It came in between. I m- remember that specifically because I would get the, them one at a time mm-hmm. and they look like fake books kind mm-hmm. of. Uh, and inside was four discs, mm-hmm. each mm-hmm. one, two for the movie, two for the special edition yeah, for nice. the special yeah. features. Um, director commentary back when like commentaries were still a thing. Yeah. There was like two or three commentaries. I listened to like them all multiple times. It, I was just so geeked out on it. It was, yeah. it was, it was amazing. Um, because I remember after you got, um, like, you would buy the extended edition and they matched. For Everyone, he pointed at me. at the No, to, to continue <laughs> answering your question. Yeah. Um, but once you got all three, the third one, Return to King, came with, like, a little coupon inside of the extended edition book to, like, mail order a sleeve to hold all three of them. Oh, and I did God. that. And it's glorious. And I still have it to So that's, day. like, the original DLC. Yeah. It's, like, the original <laughs> DLC. Yeah. I was like, that's so cool that they thought of this. It's free and, like, LC. Order, order. Yeah, it was free. I think you just have to pay, like, free shipping. Free like, oh, can we coin that? Free LC when it's free, free downloadable LC. content. <laughs> Never going to happen. Um, um, which, yeah, that's my initial thing with Lord of the Rings. Yeah. In a nutshell, I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I was kind of reminded just another kind of like inner like media nostalgia thing is like movies used to take like a year to come out on like. Yeah. yeah. And now yeah. they're like months. Yeah. They're it's like, like four months. It's, yeah. Or if it fails, they're like a week later. Like, hey, yeah. it's digitally it's, available now. Yeah. 
but it was there, it had it broke some so much ground yeah. yeah with like using New Zealand as a location you know it was like just just the breadth of the production was like insane they had to oh, create yeah. a whole another branch of their government that was just for like the Lord of the Rings tourism yeah. based because they yeah. it's like oh the, the it's like this is it's something the Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. yeah, yeah like yeah. The, 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 because it's it their so job much tourism there they to had do. to create a whole new like create a whole thing area to um, control it and mitigate it and stuff wow like that. but music like we're all like back then you know i think it was like exiting the movie themes trope kind yeah. of and i just desperately wanted to cling on to that with like an amazing like, oh and games. they were going to a lot of soundtrack yeah yeah, yeah. Know. motion uh, capture is another thing that they kind of motion like really when, uh that was more i think that started more in two towers but yeah yeah, uh, yeah. boobs mcbalrog <laughs> How much yeah. did this movie affect you? Uh, I'd say a fair bit. Just a little bit. Enough like to mark your skin. Enough to mark my skin. I do have a tattoo on my left ankle of the writing around the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, In the tongue of Mordor. I do. Black speech. Uh, I don't like the way you said black. I honestly I do. don't remember how I felt when I initially saw it. I do remember. Because you blacked out. Kind of. <laughs> I was like, oh my so God, amazed. this is so amazing. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I just, I mean, obviously it super impacted me, but it wasn't the initial reaction that got me. It was like over time, mm, yeah, the, the impact there. So I guess my initial reaction is that I like the movie. I like, <laughs> <laughs> I like the movie. Perfect. No, it's my thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I. that's it. I like the movie. Um, all right, I guess it goes to me then. Yeah, that's all you, Cor. So this is a very important film trilogy to me. And um, Does that many like it? I think it was my next, I think this movie was my next step. I talk about Lawrence of Arabia uh, kind of putting my foot in the door and be like, oh, these are what movies are. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Took your movie virginity And away. basically, while I saw this when I was younger, this is the movie that made me pay attention to a, a lot of intricate de- details that can go into film and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I remember seeing it with my dad. Shout out to Jolie and Chris Shout Carlin, out. who went with me. Got a group together. He grew up on the books and the cartoon. Um, and so he was very excited to bring us as well. And we did the midnight release and I remember I was over the fucking moon. Mm -hmm. I had never seen anything like this in my life. I was, uh, I was, I was a big Harry Potter fan. I loved, I read all the books, all that kind of stuff. And the Harry Potter movie was great. But for me, this took something to a whole new level with characters. Like I remember Gandalf still to this day is one of my favorite fictional characters of all time. Legolas for a long time was like a god to me. I thought yeah. he was so cool. He, he's a middle he's earth, so pretty. He's a middle he's earth Kendall. That, like, he's got like that one big badass moment in every movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just thought that was the coolest. Aragorn I didn't like as much until I got older. And I was like, dirty. oh, he's the shit. I didn't understand. Um, but I remember we left. And of course, I was a little heartbroken because Gandalf was dead. And like Spoilers. props to my dad for not saying anything to have like a kid basically crying because the character died but it's like still yeah. loved the movie but like every time I would talk about it I get like why did Gandalf have to die why <laughs> and he would just go I don't know this is how it goes sometimes and like he knew because he had Aww. and then when you found out yeah. you're like you asshole so we're driving home <laughs> you monster we're, we're driving home and we get home and Chris gets picked up his mom and my dad and I go in and there on the table is the three mm. books waiting for me <gasps> and I devoured that shit now, I will say, I haven't read it since because they're long as fuck. And <laughs> yes. props, to, props to Tolkien for, like, 
creating all of this and and being creating a whole new language. Fuck, I'm five pages in and he just explained a rock. Yes. His descriptions go on for so long that even as a kid, like being like, I'm going to read every word of this. I remember being like, Sentence here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, they're talking again. Here we go. Uh, but man, it it like changed it changed me. I think it was what I think I can safely accredit uh, Lord of the Rings for being the foundation uh, of my nerddom. Like I feel like it's the thing that solidified me there. Like I yeah. could have gone one of two ways. And my dad took me to Lord of the Rings. I was like, fucking, here's where I live now. Going back to episode one, the tree of nerddom. Yeah. Lord of the Rings would be your roots. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's the strong, I mean, that's the thing that's strongly. Ties I mean, it's me really to, nerdy. To fantasy stuff. And like, it's yeah. the reason I love anything that is in that realm is because nice. of Lord of the Rings. And it's many a nights spent down going Wikipedia holes because yeah. I decided oh, to click easy. on one character and be like, oh, mm-hmm. this person calls them that. Oh, who's this person? Oh, who's this person? And then three hours Family later. Family trees. Like, I'm like, like, can I tell you about the Valar? <laughs> <laughs> so, But I think, like, to further my point, because these these movies are really important to me, um, they, they are single-handedly the three films that made me want to, like, become a filmmaker or, like, a storyteller. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, this is going to be my career. I think they're perfect make films. I'm going to make universes. That's what I want to do. Um which have aged well for 17 years as I've been watching them. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. This was 17 years ago. Wow. Um, but let's get into a brief kind of brief ass <laughs> synopsis. Brief ass synopsis of the film. So the brief of the synopsis is going to be like half an hour. So let me <laughs> so. tell you about the Valar and who they are. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll go into the five Maya and then. Uh, oh, please. <laughs> no, we'll start, you know, where it starts. Um, Bilbo. Basically. There's this evil dude who made these powerful rings, and then he made himself a ring that basically gives him complete control and ultimate over all power. the other rings. His name. Ha, ha, ha. And he gets his fingers cut off. Mm-hmm. And they go Same to throw the wrong. ring in, and Isildur is like, Peace, bitch, I'm keeping this ring. It's dope. Isildur is the one of the kings yep. of man. He's, he's the guy, he's the guy who cut off Sauron, the evil guy, his fingers, and took the ring, and he was supposed to take it to Mount Doom to destroy it. He They're doesn't wrong. do it. He walks away. And then the the ring, as they say, betrays him because it wants to find its master, right? So he gets killed in the river, and the ring is lost for thousands of years mm-hmm. until a river hobbit finds it. Yep. And uh, by the name spoilers, of Smeagol. Technically, Smeagol doesn't find the ring. His no, brother does. His brother finds it. Smeagol kills the shit out of his brother. Can't evil. But we don't find that out until a later movie, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, but uh, so then he has it, and it gives him unnatural life for five hundred and something years, and eventually Long Bilbo time. gets it. And wins in a battle of wits against Smeagol, uh, or Gollum as he's known at this point. Uh, and then Bilbo holds on to it for fucking ever. And then uh, he gets an extended life to 111, which is unheard of. I believe in the book Pretty he's 128. Old. Really? Something like that. Yeah. When he dies or just at this point? By the time the... Fellowship. Yeah, by the time the fellowship's together. Whoa. Um, so then he's like, you know what? I'm old as shit. I'm out of here. I'm going to leave everything to Frodo because he's dope. I want to go on another adventure. I'm tired of the simple life because mm-hmm. he's had a taste of adventure, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so then uh, at his birthday, he goes to disappear, puts on the ring. Gandalf's like, fuck that. You need to give that ring to Frodo. And Bilbo's like, yeah, of course, of course. And then tries to leave again. And he's like, yo, Bilbo, you need to give that ring to Frodo. <laughs> and he's like, I said, Frank, hey, I understand. Bro, uh, that's so, fucking ring. Uh, also, one of my favorite shots in the film is when he drops the ring and it just. It's like a thousand pounds. Yeah. Slams in the ground. Anyway. Because it's, it's mad. Um, 
Gandalf at this point is going, that seems like it's the one ring. He did call it precious and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. when Frodo gets there, he doesn't touch it. He puts him in the envelope and says, keep it secret, keep it safe. And then he disappears for a little while. In the book, it was 30 years. Yeah. Oh, in the movie, it's like God. a month. Yeah. Uh, and he finds out everything he can find out about the one ring. And then he comes back to Frodo and he's like, throw it in the fire. Shit, it's the one ring. Let's take it to the elves. So him and Sam and uh, uh, Frodo and Sam set off. Gandalf goes to find Saruman. Yep, Saruman. Did and you, it turns out, uh, to seek counsel. Yeah, Saruman's a piece of shit, we learn. Yeah. Um, but shout out to Christopher Lee. Because Tolkien actually gave him permission to be like, I want you to be Gandalf someday. Mm. But then was like, Ian McKellen should be Gandalf and I'll be Saruman. So good good on him. Um, So obviously Gandalf doesn't make it to Bree because Saruman's like, bitch. (laughs) Traps him on the roof. Uh, Traps him on the roof. They have a dope ass. One of my favorite lines in the movie too. Tell me, when did Saruman the Wise abandon reason for madness? (laughs) And then they have a badass wizard fight. Anyway, Sam and the other fight. hobbits, they now have found Merry and Pippin, yep. uh, who were into Farmer Stumbled Maggot's crop. Uh, they decide they're going to help him because the Black Rider almost killed him. They get on the Buck- Buckleberry Ferry and make it to Bree. But Gandalf is nowhere to be found. Um, so, of course, Skipping uh, at by this a Peter point, Jackson cameo. Yeah, Peter Jackson cameo. Frodo's going by a pseudonym because Baggins Shire is who the Dark Lord is looking for. So mm-hmm. Baggins carries a lot of weight. Don't say it anywhere. But of course, Pip is like, Baggins? Of course I know Baggins. He's my cousin right over there, once removed on my mother's side. And they're like, oh my God. And then the ring falls on his finger because it wants to be used. It's Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to give a clue to everyone who wants me. Here we go. And then Strider's badass as shit. Are you scared? Yes, not nearly scared enough. Uh, We have a moment where they think they all die, but they don't. Mm -hmm. Um, The ring rates are pretty pissed about being tricked. No big deal. Uh, They get attacked eventually. By a bunch of ring wraiths. Uh, Weathertop. On Weathertop because they want some nice crispy, crispy bacon. bacon. Uh, put it out, you fools. <laughs> we did it all for the bacon. And uh, again, uh, Frodo gets stabbed by a Morgul blade, which is basically a perma injury for the rest of your life. Aragorn takes on five of those guys. Yeah, and throws a fucking stick in its face yeah. on fire. Apparently, <laughs> if, like if, a torch. If nothing were to happen to the wound, he would turn into one of the riders. Essentially, yeah. 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 He would become a uh, like an agent of, of Sauron. Mm. Then he meets uh, Arwen, who's like, I'm going to take him to Rivendale. I'm also going to make mad horses out of this water. Aerosmith. Yeah, and she summon does. Summon that <laughs> Leviathan summon. Yeah. Uh, and it even, <laughs> I love, you know what I love about that? It even surprises her. She's even like, oh, shit, like, I did oh, it. That's, that's big. Um, so they get to Rivendale, uh, and everyone's happy. Everyone's like, great. I don't have Yay. to do this anymore. Agent Sam Smith. and Frodo are like, yo, we're, we done our thing. We, we want to go. We out, homie. Um, and they're like, let's have counsel. Let's seek counsel. So we have uh, Boromir from Gondor. We have Gimli of the Dwarves. We have Legolas of the Mirkwood Clan. Like, everyone is there being like, yo, Elrond called us. Some shit's going down. And he's like, look, this is the one ring. Gimli tries to break it with an axe. It was just stupid as shit because, like, we would have done that already. Yeah. Um, it's going to break. And then they start fighting. Gandalf goes badass wizard mode to... Boromir. Yeah, to Boromir to prove a point, being like, look, this is what everyone's going to talk if we don't don't fix this. He speaks the evil language. Everyone starts fighting. Frodo goes, I will take it. 
Gandalf has a sad moment because he's like, fuck, I, that's the last I thing I just wanted. just tried to get you out of uh, here. And that part always gives me chills, that look on his face, because I think Ian McKellen's fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they say, my sword, my bow, my axe. And then Sam's like, also me. And Elrond's like, what the fuck? And then Mary and Pippa are like, also us. And he's like, who let these fucking people in here? Who let the... And so you're the Fellowship of the Ring. And they take off. Credits. And now we're halfway through Credits. the movie. <laughs> just to let you know. <laughs> I'm trying to go as quick as I can. You're, you're good. doing great. Um, and so so then they're uh, they're going, they're going, and they realize that the path that they want to take is being watched by the crows mm-hmm. of uh, Sar- Saruman, who's busy making Urukai at this time, tearing up the forests. Um, and they say, "All right, well, let's go over the mountain." And then Saruman's like, "Bitch, no, you can't go over the mountain. I'm real and loud." So they're stuck at an impasse, <laughs> right? So we have Boromir <laughs> being like, "We should go to Gondor, which is dangerous because Rohan is right next to Mordor." Which means, like, you're basically being like, hey, look at me. I'm over here with the ring. Don't come over here. Uh, and also, also, uh, Aragorn knows that Gondor is led at the time by Denethor, who is just mad with power. So he knows that if he has the ring, he'll want to use it to save his town, blah, blah, blah. So that's a bad choice. It's not going to work so well. And then Gimli's like, we could go to Moria. Balin will give us a Balin entrance. And- oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and oh, so then they, they say Gandalf doesn't want to go to Moria because he knows about Boos and Balrog down there. He knows about, he knows about Caitlin. <laughs> and uh, so he's like, let the ring bearer decide because they're both pretty shitty. And then he's like, let's go to Moria. And Gandalf's like, fuck, let's go to Moria. So they have this moment where they're trying to enter uh, and hentai Gandalf monster. can't figure out the riddle. Yeah, hentai. Hentai, hentai troll comes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they finally get it. Uh, Frodo figures out the riddle, proving once and for all that he's meant to be the ring bearer because he's like, shit, I'm clever as shit. Uh, and they get <laughs> yeah. in, but then they get pulled out by the, I forget the name of the monster. I, I don't remember it either. It's oh, from Deep head. Rising. Anyway. Oh, look it up while you're telling a story. <laughs> they, they basically, we find out through lore, not through the movie, that they don't kill it. They just injure the shit out of it. And then mm-hmm. anyway. So they immortally wounded. Like, Fuck, so then they go into Moria and then they're like, Cool. I'm so excited to be here. The Watcher. The Watcher, okay. I'm mine. Uh, And then this is no mine. This is a tomb. Uh, Everyone's dead. Um, So Gandalf goes, well, let's walk through this tomb ass shit for four days because it's creepy. They have a great moment where they find uh, Gollum is following him and Frodo and Gandalf have this moment that really impacts Frodo. Like that's a really important scene to... to, I feel like Frodo grows a lot in that moment. Like don't deal Mm. out death and judgment. Even the very wise don't know. The ends of all means. And I think it's the reason, I mean, I don't think, it is the reason that later on in the films, he spares Gollum's life. Because he's like, you know, uh, I think Gandalf says the exact words that uh, it was Bilbo's pity that may change the fate of man. Stayed his hand. Well, it stayed his hand, but it's saying Bilbo's pity may have may have changed the fate because now that Gollum's alive, he may course correct some things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a really cool little circular thing from The Hobbit. Anyway, they find the way, follow your nose, um, and they, they find Balin's tomb. Uh, fool of a took, some shit falls down a well. Now everyone knows they're there. Some shit's everyone. gonna go down. They have a cave troll. They start fighting. This is our first big badass moment we have as our fellowship. So like the Watcher was cool, but this is the first time I remember. I was in silence in the theater, just being like, "This is fucking awesome." 
Gimli yeah. has that badass line where he's like, there's still one dwarf that draws breath in Moria. And I'm like, yes, come on, let's do this. Uh, even the hobbits fight, they do their little like, ah, let's go. Um, there's a cave troll. It's like troll. you wind them up. You wind up the, the, the Yeah, hobbits. exactly. Aragorn is throwing swords. The, uh, Gimli, I mean, uh, what I forgot to say is Gimli found out that his entire family's dead. And he doesn't so handle it well. He doesn't, well, he handles it pretty he well. It, he doesn't alert all the people uh, that come kill him. He, he ends up like murdering a bunch of people. Yeah, that's uh, what I mean. Uh, and then Frodo gets stabbed. Uh, and then yeah. we have our With first like badass lance. Legolas moment. Like, yeah, the, the cave troll grabs a spear, turns it around, and just stabs him in the gut. Um, and so... Kind of looks like a jizz face. Legolas has his first badass moment where Merry and Pippa get all pissed and they're stabbing him. And the troll looks up and he shoots the troll in the top of its mouth. Right into the brain. Yeah. Like, hell of a shot. It dies... Uh, but Frodo's alive. He like opens up his shirt and he's like, I'm not wearing hockey pants. Oh my God. <laughs> That's and, was that was hoping. a good time. That was a good time. And it turns that was out. such a like big moment for me. So the fact that you just yeah. fucking got me with yeah, the yeah. hockey pads. Oh, hundred percent. I got you. A hundred percent. So it turns out he's wearing a mithril vest that Bilbo gave him. Um, which I forgot to mention earlier, but it's Bilbo was at Rivendell. Yeah. Bilbo's old as shit. And he's now. Like, I want it. He's aging. The ring <laughs> is no longer protecting him. Yep. Um, so anyway, he's alive. There's more than meets the eye. He's a transformer in a sense. Um, and then they are starting to leave. They're like, let's get the hell out of here. Wow, it's really beautiful here. Let me get some more light going on, Gandalf says. And everyone's like, wow, it's gorgeous. And then the goblins come. And they start Goose. running. And they're surrounded. And all of a sudden, the goblins just vanish. And everyone else, like Gimli's stoked. Like, like they're all great. But you can see a wild Gandalf <laughs> is not stoked about this. Why is Gandalf not celebrating? Because, because he it's knows me. it's Caitlin. <laughs> it's Booze McBalrog. He says that this foe is greater than the sum of our power. We got to run. So they all run. Weak. And then Gandalf just like, did all of their stats, their party stats. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, oh, oh, we can't do this, boss. No, I, I don't have any Phoenix need, downs. He didn't even need to look at. He just looked at that stat and was like, I've never seen that number before. So <laughs> this is, he was like, no, this is a scripted sequence. We can't yeah. beat it. Yeah. So they're running. They get to the bridge of Khazadun. And he's like, get them across. I'm going to fight this shit uh, because I'm a keeper of the secret flame. I have basically immunity to flame damage, (laughs) essentially. So he's like, come at me, bro. And the Balrog's like, all right. You know, then we have the, you shall not pass. And he breaks the bridge. And the Balrog's like, what what did you just do? And he takes another step and he falls. Mm -hmm. And as an 11-year-old, I'm like, awesome. (laughs) For two seconds. Yep. And then that whip whip comes up that the Balrog has. And pulls Gandalf down with him. Gandalf has a moment where he probably could pull himself up, but he knows that if he allows Frodo and all them to run back to him, they're probably dead too. So he just goes, Die, you fools, and let's go. And Gandalf's dead. So outside, everyone's having heartbreak, and Aragorn's (laughs) like, Yo, let's go. There's gonna be orcs everywhere by nightfall. We gotta keep moving. He has a great moment with Sam where he gets Sam up and like touches his shoulder. He's like, It's gonna be okay. Uh, so they get moving, and yeah, Lothlorien. They meet Gladriel, and she's baller as shit. First of all, yeah, they're all sad. She can see right through Bormir, who has like a panic attack when she looks at him. He's like, "Oh my god, you know I'm having trouble with temptation." Gimli, who fucking hates elves, is like. In love with her, which mm-hmm. I love it. Huh. Uh, it's so cute. Yeah, it's great. She gives them uh, all gifts. They they rest, <laughs> and you can hear the elves. Singing I'm sorry. Just <laughs> yes. Actually, that was a song that started when 
when he was having his thing and they were showing her and it was kind of slow motion. Uh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so the elves hold a song for the death of Gandalf because everyone knew Gandalf. Plus, Gladriel and Gandalf were like besties. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were really sad. And then Sam has a really sweet moment where he says a poem for Gandalf about his fireworks. And it was really, I, it's one of my favorite moments as well. Well, he was making it up on the so spot. Good. He was making it up on the spot. And he's yeah. like, oh, it doesn't do it justice. And I was like, no, you did fine, man. That was great. <laughs> it was good. Gandalf would have loved that good, shit. Sam. So she gives them all gifts. She gives Mary and Pip some daggers. She gives Sam some magical rope. She gives uh, Frodo the light of their star, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Gimli gets three strands of her hair, which Caitlin let us know earlier. It was a really big deal. Very big deal. Because in the lore, there was, I, and of course, now I'm going to fuck up and not remember the name of it. Just some, someone high and mighty. Someone high and mighty. Well respected. Probably me. Like a strand of Galadriel's hair. And she's like, nah, bitch, not for you. No. And like, I think multiple times yeah, too. Like multiple kept people coming back to her. Multiple people were like, we just want one strand of your glorious, beautiful Galadriel hair. And she's like, nah, fuck you bitches. No, like it's not for you. And then so for Gimli, a dwarf, to ask Galadriel for a strand of her hair. Should have been like, like a hell like no. street rat. You are banned from Not this place Not only no, forever. but hell no. Hell no. And the fact that she gave him three strands of her hair is like a huge deal. Yeah. yeah. Huge deal. So you, uh, if you look in the movie too, like Legolas's face is like, mm, nice. He knows. Nice. He knows what's up. Yeah. <laughs> so they I get on these boats it. and they're, they're rafting down the waters and they pull up on this beach. Before that though, Galadriel kind of. Oh yeah. Sorry. Has the moment. Yes. Temptation. With, has the temp. Yeah. She, oh, yeah, yeah. she, she has temptation. He offers her the ring. Frodo offers Galadriel the ring. And she says, you would give this to me freely. And she has this moment of like seeing all the power she would have. And then she resists the power of the ring, which is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Because not a lot of people can do that. She shall remain Galadriel. Yeah. But she also warns him about, you know. What's to come. What's to come. Like they will come for you. Because she's a ring bearer. Yeah. Yeah. Technically. She has one of the the nine elvish. No. Seven elvish. Three. Three. Nine is the men. Seven is the dwarves. Nine is the men. Seven is the dwarves. Three is the elves. One is the men. So basically, uh, she says, you know, it's a lonely life to be a ring bearer because no one can carry that for you. Yeah. It will destroy your fellowship. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so. One by one. So he already kind of has that like. Seed planted. In him. Yeah. And <laughs> boromir has been kind of shady as shit throughout the whole film as well. So he's already putting two to two together. He's, he's trying like, to. All right. Walking he's trying to be good. alert. Yeah. Uh, so then they get to this little cove. They get to the end of it. Like, and they're like, we're going to rest here till night. Go across the river yeah. and be on our way. And then someone's like. Where's yo? Where's Frodo? Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, "Oh shit!" And then Aragorn looks Aragorn over looks at back. Boromir's shield, uh, his whole like setup, and his he's gone too. There. So Frodo is like, "I'm leaving. I don't want to burden anyone else. This is my he, he, journey." He was gonna Irish goodbye. Yeah, and then Boromir finds him, and he goes, "You nice. know, no one should be wandering alone." And basically tries to be like, "We should use the ring. You know, you, you give it to me. Options. Let me let you lend it to me. I want to use it to help Gondor. I want to use it to do good. I'll give it and back." Frodo's like. Sounds really smart, except for all this doubt I have in my heart about you. And he's doesn't you're shady, bro. Yeah. And so Frodo's like super shady. Yo, bro, peace. Uh, and Boromir's like, no peace, and tries to attack him and takes the ring. And Frodo uses the ring, which sucks because now all the orcs and Urukai know where he is. Yep. This is like um, a beacon for all the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, and then Boromir has That's a moment where he's like, What have I done? Oh, fuck. And he starts to have a breakdown about like 
him but now once the ring's gone he's like himself again and he's mm-hmm. like oh shit starts having such a, an idiot starts having uh, a Rick Grimes so yeah. he's trying to Frodo's trying to hide no. Merry and Pippin find him and realize what he's doing and go like hey I'm I'm right here I'm tasty and they start running so all the orcs and Urukai chase Merry and Pip right so they think they're the ring bearers because they don't they're halflings they don't know they they're, they're just told they're to looking halfling. for halflings halflings with stuff and yeah. to not kill them and then Aragorn comes across Frodo and Frodo's like, bro, I don't want trouble. Would you destroy this ring? And he's like, fuck yes, I would destroy this ring. I'm not. Yes, I would follow you to the ends of the earth if I yeah. could. But you got to go. I understand. He realizes that like it'll never work with like a full fellowship. Yep. Or with anybody. So then uh, Aragorn goes badass mode and oh, kills yeah. like so uh, good. maybe a hundred, a thousand. I wasn't counting. Who knows? Uh, like and then Legolas and Gimli join him. And they're the three best friends that anyone can have. Mm-hmm. And they're badass. Shout shit. out to the hangover. Cut to uh, Mary and Pip almost being caught and Boromir coming in and redeeming the shit out of himself yeah. and killing a bunch of Save orcs and Urukai. Saving and the then finally Lurtz comes and shoots him three times. But Lertz, mind you, Lertz is, whoa, whoa. Lertz is a Urukai. Lertz is that like Urukai's f- name is Lurtz? Yeah. Lurtz is the first of the Urukai that Saruman was like, Breeding to be the general. Yeah. So Urukai are are orc mixed name. with goblins. So they're these like super evil soldiers that are huge. Um, they're basically they were basically uh, New Zealand natives dressed in. Oh, I'm serious. That's oh, what they were. They yeah. were a bunch of New they Zealand were. natives uh, uh, stuntmen who were just put in prosthetics, and there's just these huge guys. It sounded like they just just during the shoot. They're like New Zealand. No, no, they're no, monsters. No, no. We need to bring them. It's like Jesus. They're just New Zealand's. Orakai are just New Zealand's. Uh, so Lurtz shoots him three times. All through the three, he's still fighting and being a badass and being like, this is, I got to protect these little, I was a piece of shit. You got triple these guys. Uh And right as Lurtz is about to, you know, Mary and Pip get taken by all, the other All the Orakai leave. Take them and they all leave, uh, Boromir to die and Lurtz comes up to just do one, one last hit and then Aragorn comes in and does badass Aragorn shit. Aragorn and this is a big deal because the whole time throughout this movie, Aragorn and Boromir don't really like each other. Clash. Here's why. Aragorn is the rightful heir to Gondor, the White City. His so, great, 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 great grandfather was Isildur, the guy who didn't destroy the ring in the beginning. Slice the fingies. Which is why he doesn't want to take the throne because he's like, I would... That blood's in me. I could be a piece of shit, too. The same temptation. I don't don't want that in my life. Boromir, his dad, is the steward of Gondor and has been ruling Gondor in his absence. So to him, seeing this guy who's abandoned his city, he's a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. He thinks Aragorn is a piece of shit. He's like, they don't need And Aragorn's like, no, you're a piece of shit because everyone's super greedy there and da-da-da-da-da, and they just butt heads the whole time. So this moment where Aragorn is saving him is a big deal. Yeah. So he fights Lurtz, uh... Viggo Mortensen actually hits a dagger out of the way from hitting him, which was badass shit, and chops off Lurtz's head. Boromir dies, before, but before he says, he calls Aragorn my king, which is a huge deal yet again. And Aragorn says, like, I'll make sure our, my, our people doesn't fail. Our people. Which is, yeah, he allows again, him to, to die sort of in, in peace with hope because yeah. he was about to die in despair and like being and like, we're going to gonna me, lose. You're gonna, like, we're he's gonna like, I, didn't, I, I couldn't do what you did. I failed. Yeah, right. to me, this is a... This here, this moment here is the reason Aragorn takes up the crown again. Mm-hmm. Uh, is because he promised Boromir, I will make sure our people are okay. Yeah. Um, our people. So then uh, Sam sees Frodo trying to escape back at the shore. Same. Sam is like, I'm coming with you. Gandalf told me, don't you lose him, Samwise Gamgee. And so he's like, I'm going to try to get to you in the boat. I can't swim. So he's just going to drown. And I don't mean to. Sam's so loyal that he was like, 
I'm gonna come out to you in that boat, and if I drown on the way, I tried. Frodo doesn't let that happen because Sam's the best friend anyone could have, and uh, pulls him on the boat, <laughs> and then uh, the fellowship. The fellowship is now broken, so we see Legolas, Gimli, and Aragorn on the beach, and Legolas, Legolas is like, is like, they're, like oh, they're on the other side. We're not following them. Mary and Pippin were kidnapped. Yeah, and as 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 Legolas is saying, we're not following them. Aragorn's putting on Boromir's Gondor mm-hmm. And he's like, well, yeah, the fellowship's uh, gone because they got to go their own way. But like, we can't let Mary and Pip die, right? And they're like, no. And he's like, let's hunt some orc. And yeah. they are badass as shit. And then uh, Dark Knight run away. That's pretty much. I mean, then and then Sam and Frodo are like, here staring we go. At, staring and, at the direction. And of then Mordor. that's the end of the movie. How'd I do? That was good. Okay. And then there are credits. So like 15 minutes. And the credits go for like 20 minutes. I just explained four hours worth of movies in 15 minutes. No. Yeah, I'd Perfect. say so. Yeah. I've skipped over. So I skimmed. I skimmed. Yeah. Yeah. I got the gist of it. Yeah. yeah. That was a lot of information. And there's still so much more. Oh Which God. we'll talk so about. So again, if you really haven't seen it yet, please pause and go watch it. It's just yes. going to be more incredible. of what you just heard, but so much more. Um, and it now sounds long, but it does not. The pacing, pacing is amazing. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing I will say, and Tom and I talked a little bit about this the other day. The four-hour runtime of the extended edition does not feel like four hours. No. Not at all. It The pacing is like, I've watched the extended edition of The Hobbit, and that feels like four hours. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the shots are just like, ooh, look at this. Ooh, he's walking around here. But now he's walking around here. Well, And now he's walking here. Oh. But like, this is actual scenes, content. Yeah. And I think the issue is Hobbit was one book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was three books, three movies. I'll, I mean, I'll have to rewatch the Hobbits, but I'll and just see Extended that. Extended edition. The thing that this film does really well, specifically, is what most films have problems with is exposition. Mm-hmm. A lot of fucking exposition. Yeah. It's like Dark Knight Rises, forty minutes of exposition. But with Lord of the Rings, it really kind of plays it fast and loose with characters. And so you just get a new party member and you don't have to know their entire history or their story or their origin. You just kind of have to know how they react with the character and what Mm -hmm. the character's Mm -hmm. intentions are. And so the thing is that these supporting characters end up becoming main characters throughout later dialogue. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the sequences between Arwen and Aragorn, the sequences between Aragorn and Boromir, and then Aragorn and Frodo, and then you know Boromir and Pippin, and well, yeah. even just going to the locations, like you have, like they go to Moria, you know, and then like you learn a lot more about Gimli while you're there. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then and I mean, you like, learn more about elves, you learn from, more about elves. or wood elves specifically from right. Well, like you, you hear like. You know, Gimli talked to uh, Frodo. It's like, stay close. He's like, there's a sorceress who like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you could tell he has a fear of these things. And then mm-hmm. like, you see that fear turn into, you know, admiration. Yeah. And so like, there are things that they do really well that like draws the characters' intentions on their sleeves mm-hmm. without having them to do like long sequences like Gardens of the Fucking Galaxy. Yeah. Well, I mean, the beautiful <laughs> thing this film does too is there is a bit of exposition in the beginning, but it's... It's so well done, you almost don't know you're getting it. Yeah. Well, well it's, yeah. I mean, the cool thing the that the first it, 15 minutes with Galadriel's voiceover, uh-huh. yeah, which well, the, Ian McKellen actually recorded as well. Oh. I, 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 I think that. that's okay. And the thing that's funny is like, you know, narration is technically like in terms like usually drawn as bad. But the thing is like, this is stuff that's not like, these are all, it's not narration throughout the entire movie. No. And well, the thing is, it really just lays a backdrop to here we are at Hobbiton. That's the thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an adventure movie. Like it, goes to so many different places that we're naturally curious about these new places and they happen to tie in really well with the characters. And it plays onto that like sense of like Indiana Jones feeling, you know, mm. where it's like, yeah. welcome to the world of the Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And each 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 new location is so uniquely aesthetically different 
that I think that's another one of those those moments where you're just like, I do want to know. This looks so different from anything I've seen on the screen yeah. so far. And if the characters didn't help you land things, the score definitely would. Yes. Howard Shore. Oh. Huge shout out well, to Howard okay, Shore. Okay, so funny thing, it's not like it's not a qualm, but it was something that when I watched it again, you know, like I'm really paying attention to. And the funny thing, throwback to one of our first ever streams we ever mm. did, like on Instagram Live. Yeah, and we were playing Shadows of Camelot. And we played on the Lord, Lord of the, the Rings, Rings soundtrack. Yeah. And I didn't notice it then, but I noticed it when I watched it with Corey just uh, a couple of days ago. The opening, the, the the Rings theme sounds very much like the Mummy theme. And I know that the Mummy maybe might have come out either before or after. But the thing is, like, it's so funny because, like, when you watch this film later on out of context, you know, not during 2001, 2002, you feel that there's so much connection between everything else that was made in that timeline. Yeah. Mm. So it was like, it's like cool. Common themes. Yeah, I mean, like what am, when I say themes, the I mean was 90 like something, wasn't it? Uh, I think. But I think like, it was 90s. Na, na, na. I think so. I believe so. There's just like a string portion of yeah. the ring theme that's very similar to how the sound of a knocks on a moon in. It's very similar. Yeah, it's so similar. I was like, but it's cool because it those both have same thematic as Josh was saying. The theme. 99 for the mummy. So it's it's cool. It's it's it feels right. Yeah. The thing I like about it is how defined, and I mean, think I think this is something I talked about in the Star Wars uh, solo episode. Star Wars well, is that yeah. these defined themes really dictate how you feel in a scene mm-hmm. and Very what much. the focus of the scene is. So there's one that I referenced uh, earlier today when we were watching, and referenced it the other day when we watched was the scene where Frodo's wandered me, off on his own, and right before Boromir attacks him, it's the theme of the Ring. Because that's what's at work there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like those little moments I I really is is why scoring is so important to me mm-hmm. and why it in the solo movie took such a toll on on my score or whatever it was from enjoyment. Is like I really invest myself in that kind of stuff. It's yeah. it's it's really well done. Yeah. I was gonna say the um take that further with the music, the sound. I was gonna sound say design. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Sound design is like yeah, Josh about the all the design. all the creatures, all the Sword stabbing. All that stuff. But one of my favorite moments from a sound design standpoint is when the ring drops. Mm -hmm. Because to me, the ring sounds so heavy because the weight that it puts on the the bearer. Mm -hmm. Like it's yeah. So it's like, I know that it seems so cliche and so on the nose, but God, it's such a good moment. And the magnet because they could have just went like it just could have been like a clink, but it was like coom. Yeah. Like that, that makes cool. I mean that visual too with where they put the magnet under the floor so it really just when it falls it just hits the ground. Uh, uh, yeah. and stays. I thought you were going to be something that I saw was really specific that was like glaring at me was mm-hmm. the fight between Gandalf and Saruman. The entire yeah. sequence will not work without sound design. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, yeah. yeah just like the, every time they throw a staff here, mm-hmm. and yeah. then every time like and then every time someone hit the floor, you heard bones crack, and mm-hmm. so that's like a thing that's specific. Like you and there's no there's there's hardly any soundtrack or audio. It's mainly just. Whips, screams, it's almost and then melodic. It's not melodic, but it's rhythmic. rhythmic. Yeah, and there is, there is a little bit of melodic. Yeah. I don't think so. If there is, it's super light. But more, the more, the most you hear is the whooshing sound yeah. or like the thumping sound of like of, and even of their design. grunts and yeah. like the the, the ring wraiths. Yeah, the ring wraith yeah. sound is great. I mean, there's also there's also the absence of music that's important, right? So the yeah. fight in Balin's tomb, there's no music for the first three fourths of that fight. Yeah, wow. and it only starts huge. when like Frodo gets stabbed. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so like that I mean the tension that that builds on its own I mean from a sound design point of view yeah. that must be kind of intimidating to be like hey by the way we're not putting music over well, this I mean, it, it so you be, have to be on point 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's because music can, um, oftentimes when I'm when I'm in charge of a post production for a film, I always tell them I I want music because that could inform everything. Mm-hmm. You never know, like if a music hit will, it, like it'll just be the perfect sound design that you need for that current moment. And, right. But less is more too. So having silence or having the the fight scene just be the fight scene and the that is the soundtrack of it is the fight. I yeah. Just, well, I mean, I, movies, I love the sound design. Of this I want to relate that sequence to The Dark Knight Rises, even though I talk smacked about it. But like, it's the fight between Batman and Bane, the first fight. There's no music. Yeah. yeah. And the thing that I really like, it was just kind of daunting is like, yeah, the music does inform the sequences. And so like, if you hear heroic themes when people are fighting, it's like, yes, the heroes are doing this. Or it's like when the ring raids are like approaching the hobbits and it's like, oh shit, they're about to die. And then it swells up to when Aragorn shows up. But then here in the tomb, it's no music. So it's like, it's it, you, you're kind of left alone in the silence yeah. of just like mm-hmm. the pure. Well, that's a good way to say that. Yeah. Yeah. You're left alone in the silence of the pure like terror of like, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know mm. which way this is going to turn. Is it, right. is it a heroic moment or is this? Because the mush, music oh, would spoil moment. that. Yeah. 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 In that so, sense. Yeah. It, there's a lot of decision making yeah. to be done. So. Um, favorite parts? Well, do you yes. want to do one quick thing? Yes. You know, just about the director specifically. Oh, Peter yes. Peter Jackson, who directed. For, I mean, to me, it's a crime the first, to go 49 minutes without mentioning him. Yeah, I mean, the first movie that I. I said Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings in the beginning. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Okay. We're good. The first movie that I ever like heard that he did, I knew he did other films before that was uh, Dead Alive, but its original title was called Brain Dead. Mm-hmm. And that's a, it's a hokey horror film um, where a woman gets bit by like uh, some kind of primate monkey thingy and starts eating people and things. Mm. Um, and then he did Frighteners. So he did horror. He also did like an adult version of like Sesame Street. Did he? What? Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, I it's like I I saw it, and it's like the Kermit character has like Gonorrhea. herpes or something like <laughs> that. Like all the, it's just like what's going They're on backstage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I for and I saw it stoned. Nice. I couldn't yeah. finish the movie because it was so like crazy. Well, like intense. what? I didn't know until like recently. Tom told me the other day that he was a horror director, and I like the first yeah. I had heard about Peter Jackson was Lord of the Rings because I was like fucking eleven at the time, mm-hmm. and then of course like King Kong and da 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 da. After that, but watching it through that lens, you said that like two minutes in, he's like, oh yeah, he was a horror director. And I was like, oh shit. So I watched it and I was like, of course, that's why this movie works so well. Like the first half of the movie is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. about this normal guy who gets put into the situation where black riders are chasing him. He's trying to get killed at every turn. Like it works so well. And it's interesting to see these typically quote unquote horror shots or corny horror shots where like someone just pushes a camera in it's a tomb actually work and tom i forget how you put it the other day you keep saying that and i'm like i don't remember he said it really well but he was saying that basically like horror directors are ingenious or something yeah because they usually have to work on a shoestring budget yeah and the things they come up with are like really amazing in-camera things they have to like instill a lot of emotion with very little and they have to be very inventive and mm-hmm. yeah, they're very crafty. So give someone who's crafty, inventive, and we're used to working on a shoestring budget with every money, all the money you can give them, uh, more money than God, and watch what they can do. And and I think this is a, t- a testament to something. I love like the that. story of that too, where he originally had drafted uh, two scripts. Mm-hmm. Like he he was going to break up the three films into two, or the three books into three into two films. Mm. Yeah, and he went. To, I think he went to like MGM first or something like that, and they just like straight up passed on it. And then that line said, no, they go to like the lines and no. And then they went to new line That's and they're like, no, this is stupid. It's three movies. 
Yeah. <laughs> and he was and like, what? Green, and he's like, uh, okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Um, and so I think, you know, that being, being the type of directing background he had, I think that's, that's how he was able to be on the forefront of revolutionizing such things as motion capture and stuff mm-hmm. like that, because he broke was used huge to ground like, with that. With yeah. Andy circus. And well, he was, he that's was more, that's more the inventive. next movie, but uh, yeah, I mean, I do want to speak specifically to the beginning. The beginning is like, it's just like Friday, the th- uh, not even Friday, the th- uh, Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street. It opens up with the like a sequence in the past of the neighborhood. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like it's showing like the death of Freddy and it's like all of a sudden this is like showing like the death of Saruman and all the lore and then like how this world is built upon it. Yeah. And so it's just like when you watch it again, everyone that's listening, literally watch it as if it's a horror movie and you'll be like, oh, this is, here's the zoom in. Here's the rack. Here's well, I mean, the- it, that helps like build tension and build yeah. suspense and, and makes you care about the characters more. Because of that suspense that they're kind of trapped in. And then when you wrap it into the like the, well, the fantasy element. In a weird way, like this happened in 2001. You know, like you had these franchises coming out. Harry Potter, Star Wars coming Spider-Man. back. With their pre- Spider-Man, you know, Marvel movies are coming around. And then you have Peter Jackson, who's this horror film director who does this, right? And to me, I literally thought about this in my mind. I was like, this is like the perfect mistake almost. Mm-hmm. Of like, you have this horror film director who has this giant property giant budget shooting it as if it was like a low budget thing yeah. but with all the proper resources hmm. and it's like it only turns out really when well when did Spider-Man come out because Spider-Man same, came out 2002 same kind of story next year horror director Sam Raimi yeah Sam Raimi horror director who's just in genius uh, Josh um, well I mean with a horror movie you you run the risk with some horror movies you, you can run the risk of it being hokey mm-hmm. and being like oh I saw the scare coming a mile away and so if you have a good director who can somehow make those things still a surprise. So when we're watching something like this, I mean, let's be honest, fantasy also can get down that road where it's like, okay, it's kind of hokey. Well, and you know, and it, easily. it's not like this. There were a couple of moments that I'm like, okay, this is kind of hokey. I love it, but there, it's kind of like, okay, it's kind of cheesy, but he just does a great way. I mean, even like, the the design of the creatures mm-hmm. like the orcs and everything mm-hmm. it's Cave very troll. it's freaky like it's just like yes that should be in the hands not of, Guillermo freaky but freaky yeah enough. right yeah not hands on or eyeballs on hands like, but but like and real. I I want to give some credit to the actors as well I mean you're talking about these are all a list actors yeah mm-hmm. so to my young child self I didn't know any of these people other than a flipper. <laughs> And I was like, Flipper. there's Flipper. Oh. That's all I knew. Like, oh my I didn't know about C- Sir Ian McKellen. I didn't know about Orlando Bloom. I didn't know about Andy Serkis or Chris Lee. No one Lee. knew about Orlando no Bloom. One, yeah. And I didn't know, I mean, I didn't realize that fucking Gimli is, you know, Dr. Jones. And I was yeah. just like, holy shit. Really? Um, I don't know who any of those. Anyway. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. Yeah. This, uh, this was a breakout. This was a breakout for a lot of them these, lot of these people are all the, the reason this works and I said this when we were watching it is fantasy can be really cheesy and hokey Warcraft movie uh, yeah, yeah. but Ouch. if you if you but get true. the actors who can commit to it and believe it themselves like like Ian well, McKellen, that like adore that adore the source material yeah then you and have something like Lord of the Rings yeah I will say I think what happened as well what Josh was saying like sometimes some things can be a little hokey and you're saying you know, some things could be, some fantasy could be done bad. Like a lot of things that happened before this and after it, like, again, this is kind of like the perfect timing where all these elements came in, you know, motion captures, you know, like set design, fantasy, uh, huge, you know, blocking like crane shots and then like helicopter shots for like walking. Those are all in really bad movies. Like if you like were to think about like a crappy 
straight to TV sci-fi movie. Yeah. You yeah. could probably figure out these shots are in that film, but then also the way that Peter Jackson's able to use them works very well. Also, the to his credit, um, like those movies, it's like okay, that's freaking like that's like Southern California mm-hmm. in the desert, you know? Yeah, this is New Zealand. Mm. Yeah, like which is just which is a fantasy movie mm-hmm. onto itself. Like the right. landscape very is incredible. So. And so he had that kind of to go with get kind of for free in a sense where he just had to kind of come in with either like two or three huts and then they can fill in the rest digitally or whatever. And you have this amazing kind of like uh, George Miller landscape. with Australia. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I mean like there's a shot that Legolas is on the boat and they're going towards the, like the little short thing and he's like looking around and there's like this frenzied shot between the Orkai and him. And that's a shot you see all the time in like bad sci-fi movies. And then, like, mm-hmm. all the sequences with, like, the orcs, like, or the orc coming out. Like, you see that in bad horror movies. But, like, the way that this film does it so well, it just fits really mm-hmm. well into it. So, it, like, it, it's kind of, like, all the things, like, the the random, like, focuses or the shoots. Like, whenever, like. The pu- the quick push in where yeah, it's whenever, really like, close to someone's face. Yeah. Like, whenever you see something happening or, like, it pushes into a skeleton in the tomb. Like, that's in a bad horror movie. But the way this plays out so well. The like, weird, like, choppy frame thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it's like, it's it's so well put together. Mm-hmm. It's it's greater than the sum of its parts, 100%. Yeah. Some credit to Peter Jackson in the cast. Yeah. Well, it's um, a, it's a, it's a um, revolutionary film. It's yeah. a soup <laughs> where all the flavors come together. I like that. And you got a nice great, roux. Because if you, if you remove something, it's like some of the, some of those scenes that you're talking about that you can see in any kind of movie that's bad. Well, that might not have this flavor to it. Yeah. Like, like you have acting, like the actors, like, yeah, we've got this really kind of silly zoom in shot. But the the actor, the way that Sean they commit Bean to saying it. it's a tomb, it's yeah. committed, and you're just like, oh shit, he, he's scared. Well, I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> We're scared. Or you got like a really cool CGI Balrog, and then all of a sudden you have bad music. Yeah, and you're like, oh, uh, this that's, the, that's the nice thing about him being that kind of director. And this is why, like, I only think Peter Jackson is like the only person who could have done this right. Is that he had the budget that he had, he had to do it in New Zealand, and he like was able to save money on some of the production enough to be able to like start to major studios mm-hmm. what a workshop and what a digital yeah to make like all the practical stuff and all the digital stuff and what a digital still makes movies i think their last thing was um ghost in the shell oh, i think it was their oh, best, wow. big last project or something like nice. that. but um yeah like you had to start your own like forget like assigning it to ilm or, or yeah you know, he started they still probably fucking, did yeah they still probably did some small yeah. stuff here and there but they had to start their own studio because of how many i think i think return of the king has 3500 digital shots or something or like yeah. or and you never shots know or something like that. yeah and it's, it's a nice it's, thing that's way it's how it's used again it's how yeah it's, used. it's how it's used yeah. um yeah. i'm well, gonna and, i'm gonna force this along to favorite parts here because we are at an oh, hour already i was just gonna, gonna say what a workshop to... was like i was a super giant fangirl of that shit because like mm-hmm. i don't i don't remember the exact number but they made like miles and miles of chain mail Oh yeah, the, the people who had to like actually with their hands yeah. make chainmail. They had Jeez. to make all of the weapons. They had to make all the shields. Blacksmiths. Like every year I've gone to San Diego Comic Con, I always stop by their booth because like I I'm really into metalsmithing and woodworking and all of that yeah. stuff. So knowing how hard it is to make that stuff and how detailed they were, also for things that only blip on screen for like a second. Oh yeah, yeah. the amount of mm-hmm. commitment they had to just yeah, making sure everything just, looked authentic. That was. 
That hit me right in my feels. In your feet, in your feel in spot. My feels in my feel spot where it's a, like forged. and all the spares they had to make in case one of them broke. Or something. Oh my god! So going into favorite parts, uh, I'll go. I'll go and start. Um, I think all my favorite parts have to probably be seven with, miles. Seven miles. Seven miles. Um, we're probably going to be with any part with Aragorn. I think. I think all his parts really gave me the gravitas yeah. of what was going on. Like he's not the main character by any means. Um, he's not probably my favorite character. I don't know. But like every, like the points between him and Boromir, the points between him and Arwen, like shows like, again, like for me, like you can give me like the most fantastic world, but if you don't give me like a little bit of humanity story into it, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. And so like him being like, I don't want power. I don't want, like, I don't trust men because they have weakness. I can't love you because you're going to give away your, your immortality for me. I'm like, Dude, this guy is just like a like Chow Yun Fat from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which probably came out later. But it's basically Jackie Chan. <laughs> and I, was I don't just, want no trouble. I want no trouble. And I was just like, "Where's the pool stick?" He is the he is the ultimate martyr. You know, he's the ultimate like I have to sacrifice everything in order to like take the path of like least you know resistance, pretty much. I mean, he says to Frodo, "In life or death, if I can protect you, I will." And yeah. I was like, Whoa. You know, that's dope. And the cool thing is, like, he yeah. comes in like it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> he comes in forty minutes into the movie. You know, yeah. and and like I think the funny thing about the movie as well is like halfway through the movie is when the fellowship is formed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Jesus, but um, no, I think any parts or Aragorn are like probably my favorite. Just any type of dialogue between them. Cool. Yeah. Caitlin. Caitlin. I just feel like we've been talking a lot. No, no, no. And now fine. I want to. Just taking uh, it in. Yeah, I'm. I'm just soaking it in because like Lord of the Rings was huge for me. Obviously, if I get a tattoo, it's important. Um, <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so favorite parts for me, um, I was all about the Balrog. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, Didn't see that coming. Right? <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, every single one of her uh, social media handles is boobs at Boobs McBalrog. Yeah. And it's because I dressed up in an outfit when I was all in a corset and I had a horned helmet on that looked like the Balrog, and they're like, ha, boobs McBalrog, and I was like, that's amazing. That's, that's <laughs> I just call myself that forever. That's me. <laughs> uh, no, I, I like the things that, like, when, when there are tears of like, ah, man against man is terrifying, man against beast is terrifying, man against God is terrifying, like, yeah. the Balrog is kind of that otherworldly level of terror. Like, right. There is no, like, good or evil. It's just, like... Well, up until that point, the only powerful thing... The most powerful thing you had seen on screen in current times, excluding Sauron in the flashback, is Gandalf. Right. So to see him go up against this, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. Yeah. And he's nervous. Yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> it was great. Uh, and I also had a thing for the Witch King. Also, surprise, surprise. Yeah, um, of course. I am just... no bro. <laughs> what? <I am laughs> you haven't no seen bro. that meme? Come at no. me, bro. I am no bro. And then she kills it. Oh, oh you've ruined me. I love it. Oh, oh my God. Which came, which is not in this movie. Yeah, we're talking about fellowship. I yeah. know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Spoilers uh, for a return. God. Although I will say it has actually been a really long time since I watched uh, the movies. And now I think my favorite part to date is um, Frodo looking at the river and then, like, looking at the ring in his hand and being like, 
Oh, fuck. Crying. <laughs> <laughs> Crying. Here I yeah, go. he's he's like, you know. I wish he, I never got the ring. Well, the whole time he was saying, I wish I never got the ring. And like, ah, so this is such a burden. And like, ah, fuck, I have to do this. But None of it was his choice. None of it was his choice. <laughs> but that's like the moment. <laughs> Good on him. That's the moment where he's like, okay, we're doing this. Like, for real. Like, yeah. I'm doing this. Not everybody else is doing this for me. I'm going to do this. So that is now my favorite moment, I believe. I like that. The the resolve. Yes, moment. the yeah. resolve. Ollie, Ollie, oxen free. I'm going to give um, uh, Arwen's, of course, little piece, a little bit of love. She's my. I think she's probably one of my favorite, probably my favorite character. Uh, yeah, I'll say, of course. Favorite character in uh, Fellowship. Um, well, which part? Uh, it's come and the, claim him. Yeah, it's that part. Like, yeah. if you want him, total badass. Come and claim him. Um, just like the the urgency of needing to get Frodo to um, Lothlorien. No, not Lothlorien. To, to Rivendell, mm-hmm. and just her like racing across, like juking out the like juking out the guys in the forest. And she gets a little cosmetic getting, scratch. Yeah, she gets that scratch from the from the <laughs> branch. Teeny, teeny. Uh, which is like just to be sexy. Yeah, you need you need it. You, you need gotta, to have one of those yeah. sexy scratches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is an action hero trope. I'm going to say that right it now. Is, like everyone has to have true. a cut a right here on the cheek. A badass one down your eye. Yeah, and yeah. Exactly. I have one of those. No, I literally do. Like it goes. You can't really tell anymore. Part of my eyebrow used to be missing, because and I had a huge scar that goes down all the way and like Dothraki. into my eye too. Like oh, damn. Wow. Yeah. Dang. The coolest scar I have is across my chest when my cat got scared by a bag. Yeah. I have one of my uh, eyebrow too. <laughs> This I'll show you, but it's like it's too close to the edge. But it kind of everyone welcome there. to the scar oh, episode of Nerd On. <laughs> scar on the scar cast. Scar, yeah, my my scar came from a All cat. The scars All are us. The scars are welcome. Bubba and I tried to pet him when I was two. We're having Alexander Skarsgård, uh, um, but then sorry, it, anyway. it, it it ending with her summoning the river spell, the river guardian. Oh, that was so yeah. cool. The horses, the horses. It's a and bunch they were of like, fucking horses. Nay, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Water shall name no. pass. Come and claim him, Josh. Like, her, her. Oh. Uh, sorry, <laughs> and uh, she like showed like when her dad saw the movie, he was like, is, this, is that your yeah, Stephen? I don't want to close like, my. Is this your like? She had to. She dropped her voice like an entire octave for the mm. entire wow for the entire movie. Wow, oh. to make her voice like that. Whoa. Yeah, if you watch her in uh, that thing you do, it's way up there. <laughs> and Jersey Girl. Oh, Jersey Girl. The Great White Trilogy. Or the White Um, North Trilogy. My favorite parts. All of them. No. Um, I like the movie. I like the movie. No. um, My favorite parts. I mean, it will always, always be the most, the top, the toppity tip top. You shall not Mm pass. Like, that whole little scene. There's a reason that line has stuck around to people who haven't even seen the movie. Because it's fucking baller. The next... Aragorn, because I'm going to say it, he's my favorite character and my man crush. Um, yep. When he, oh, after he gets done with um, Frodo, Frodo, he he, he gets the, the, sword? Um, the sword starts turning blue. Sting. Um, Sting starts turning blue. And the orcs are coming up the hill. And he just like, he pulls out his sword and he's just kind of like walking towards this. That little prey Massive. Moment. That's Ford. actually so BuzzFeed did a thing where it's like uh, they rated like sword fights in movies. That's not a prey thing. It's a it's a respect to my enemy because mm. you will die. Yeah, cool. So yeah, dig it. Oh, one more, one yeah, more. Sorry, please. no. When please. Boromir, Boromir basically saves the cat. Oh, and he like a cat. Have you never heard that term? Save the cat. Save the, Save cat. the cat. I've never. It's a heard script that. writing term. 
where it means That's you basically why. save something so that you win audience uh, affection. Oh. So like Superman saving a cat in the beginning of a movie. You're like, now oh, he's a good guy. Redemption. I was like, where's the cat? He saved a cat. I don't Metaphorical remember. Metaphorical There was Cheated one cat, cat in the Tenth member of the in fellowship. Prancing in horse. Brie. In Brie. The Prancing Pony. The Prancing oh. Pony. Um, prancing Horse. Mr. Underwood. So yeah, <laughs> he, he gained some brownie points by doing that. Yes. Um, and, and he just kept going. Like he... Even with two arrows in his body. Yeah, and he just right to the bitter three. end. Yeah. He stops after okay. three. Three is like, okay. Okay, I'm good. I'm done. Oh, that last one hurt. Why I think, didn't you I mean, guys I mean, run? <laughs> that would be my se- my second favorite moment would be what happens afterwards, which is his spoilers death scene. Um, what? Wait, he died? It's Sean Bean, guys. Sean Bean. Yeah, he's on. a walking spoiler. But alert. I think, I mean, I think that's a very potent moment. Like you said, it's, it's what... Most yeah, likely made Aragorn really decide again, to again. All like, the Aragorn scenes are really good, but yeah. it's like seeing him like immediately redeem himself, save the life of the halflings, like selflessly do this, and showing Aragorn that there is maybe there is something in, in saving men. You know, yeah, uh, there is weakness, but there is also courage, right. and and that's when he because because like a couple scenes mm. throughout it, Boromir's like, we should do this together. We're both like son of men. You should trust me. We should go do this together. And, and we're like, bros, bro. Aragorn's like, I wouldn't go within a thousand leagues or whatever he says. Yeah. Um, and then in that moment, he kind of like, Redemption. he has a moment where he realizes that yeah. this is, this is worth maybe I should be, you know, yeah. he starts on that, on that King's journey or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think he kind of realizes that the people of Gondor are different than he had imagined. Right. As well. Mm-hmm. If they're willing to, there's something to save. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, where do I begin? Gandalf, Gandalf, and Gandalf. Uh, well, the entire Minds of Moria sequence mm. from start to finish to oh, me, yes. like from when they get to the door mm-hmm. to when they leave is Bella. phenomenal filmmaking in my opinion. Uh, you are on, I am on the edge of my seat the entire time I watch that to this day and I've seen it. Caitlin, you said you hadn't watched in a while. I start every new year, every January 1st, watching one of the movies. This year oh. it was Fellowships. So that means next year, Two Towers, Return of the King. Da, 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 da. Wow. Everyone, Everyone stay tuned next year. Way more of a nerd than I thought you were. So, uh, and then I watch it throughout <laughs> the year with like Tom and stuff. Aww. So, um, shout out to Tom. That whole sequence to me is, is wonderful. That's you. Um, mm-hmm. I really like basically anything in, in Brie as well. I think is really fascinating. Or me. everything in Hobbiton and everything oh, in Oh, there's also like, there's also the Wood Elf scene with Gladriel and there's the, well the exposition at the beginning of the film. Scene. No, but in, in in reality, like the <laughs> whole the whole Bree scene is great with uh you know finding out who Strider is and and the, well, I, I love yeah they after they after uh Legolas you know fucking outs uh Aragorn as like he's the blah blah blah. Uh, Pippin and blah, 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 still call him Strider. Because that's what they know him as first. Mm. And that's what he identifies with more than Aragorn, son of... Because mm-hmm. he kind of like, re- re- like rewrote yeah, that he's name. a Dunedain ranger at this point. He's no longer uh, of that, of that quote-unquote, of that bloodline. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then anything with Gand- Gandalf. My true favorite moments, and I, I had to stop the film and point them out to Tom. Yeah. Ian McKellen has this way of portraying exactly what emotion he's feeling with with a single look. There's one moment where Frodo says... Because he pretends he's a wizard. He's pretending. (laughs) (laughs) So Ian, so Ian, so Ian. Uh, But there's this moment where the the couple of moments is the first one is when Frodo says, I will take it. And he just has this look where his heart breaks. 
and you just know Gandalf mm-hmm. at this moment, who's been vying for, like, we can't ask any more of them. They've done more than we could have ever imagined. One of like, these other guys or fools yeah. should be able to handle and it. And at that moment, you're just like, you know Gandalf is like, well, I'm going with him. Like, I'm not going to fucking send Frodo out mm-hmm. alone. Uh, the other the other one is when all the goblins leave and everyone's celebrating. And Ian McKellen has this look of like, fuck the Balrog. The one thing I didn't want to see down here it's me. is finally here. Roll a d20. You rolled a one. So like those, one. those little micro, your pants. micro moments are badass to me. And then, of course, uh, little things like Legolas walking on top of the snow when everyone is like chest yep. deep in it. Or uh, The reason behind that is because is it he's just light-footed? He's an elf. He's, he's a, an elf. They get to do whatever they want. They're magical beings. Most okay. of the time. Well, I uh, want to see if there's like a, fi- a metaphysical reasoning for the, it. The badass wizard fight is also Hollow great, bones. But, but my favorite <laughs> moments are, are those looks and then anything in, in uh, Moria, I would say. I, I would also say, like, to add on, I think it's any part with Gandalf when he starts, like, getting pissy. Badass wizard mode? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Do not take me for some conjurer of cheap tricks. Because you get those hints. And, and I think that's why, like, the you shall not pass you. is such a huge moment on the bridge is because throughout, like, the beginning of the movie, you get a few of those glimpses. Well, because he's a happy-go-lucky dude who smokes weed and just yeah. chills. And he doesn't really do, like... <laughs> yeah, that line, your love of the halfling's leaf has slowed your mind. You don't really see he, magic, like, I'm not a stoner dad. He vapes, bro. Um, But, like... But you, yeah. don't see, you don't see, like, magic, necessarily. Yeah. Until but, that moment. But it's kind of like, you, it's like, you don't let the... Don't let it get too hot. And yeah. all of a sudden, like, you, you just see those little hits. moments. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. shit. Like, don't piss him off. And I was like, yeah. oh, shit. He's got to go. Or like when he yells at Boromir in uh, Rivendell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you see those little moments which are like, oh, fuck. That's want, another one of my favorite I ones. I see him pop off, baby. Because uh, fucking Elrond gets super pissed. And he's like, no one's spoken that language what? here ever. And Gandalf looks at him and goes, I, I do not ask for your forgiveness. Wait, <laughs> wait. Like, Whoa. Real quick. <laughs> Uh, what is that language? Is that it's the black speech? It's, black speech. It's, it's, so it's the it's the ring language. It's the ring language. Mordor. So wait, does that language invoke like the power that Gandalf can use, or is that just another type of power? It's basically its own. Thing. It's its own thing. Well, okay. I mean, the power he's using, where it's getting everything dark, mm-hmm. is kind of the same shit he uses on Bilbo, where uh-huh. he's like, "Do not take me for some conjurer of cheap uh-huh. tricks," yeah. and everything kind of shadowy. But essentially, yeah, if if you speak it there, it's kind of like a Voldemort situation. I'm just trying to figure out if it's a hard magic system or a light magic system where it's like if he invokes language from this, you know, language, like from the mortar language or the elvish language, does it invoke? I don't think it's directly tied to the actual. Okay. No, it does. The actual speech does affect, if you watch the scene, it affects Elrond. Elrond, yeah. And it affects Frodo. Mm. Uh, So pretty much. It's like, but it's like if he said, like, Voldemort, Voldemort, Voldemort. It's like, oh, God, no, don't say that. Just that scar burns. Ah! Yeah, it's like that. So, and Tolkien made those languages up. Yeah, and then he yep. named it Mount Doom. So, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he ran out of I'm creativity. I'm Doomish. Uh, Aragorn, Boromir, Mount Doom. He's like invented like two different languages, calls Evil Mountain, Mount Doom. So, yeah, that's what it is. Was it two? <laughs> I thought he made... No, it was two. It was, I was just like, guessing. Because uh, he's got Dwarvish, Elvish, and the Black Speech. So, three. Um, Orc. Favorite characters. Yeah. Well, I mean, I said mine. Um... Aragorn. Mine's, you want me to do a different one besides Arwen. Gandalf? I mean, yours is Gandalf no matter what. Yeah. So besides Gandalf. For variety. Why? Specifically. What if his favorite character is Gandalf. It he is. literally suggested it. I said, Don't yell at me. me. I said besides Gandalf because Gandalf is my all, all time 100 all day. Uh, inside so of Fellowship. If I Inside of Fellowship. Yes. If I have to just assess their actions within the Fellowship, it would be. I. Gandalf. I think it's Gandalf. That's fine. No shit. That's Uh, fine. No, it would have to be. Yeah, it would have to be Aragorn. Mm. For Mm. sure. Aragorn plays the mysterious hero. 
Yeah. So it's really, and he has all the Aragorn ex machina fit like parts. Yeah. He literally saves Frodo. Honorable he saves Legolas. Everybody. Um, Cause that, that scene where orcs are running by and he's just picking them off. It's like in, in a single shot. The, he's the, just, yeah. The whoosh, shot is full whoosh, of, and he whoosh, just, whoosh, 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 and then turns and shoots the one that's attacking Aragorn in the back. Yeah. That moment right there. All day, all day. Um, I really like Gandalf a lot um, just because of how badass he is. He would probably be one of my favorite characters, but like, it's tough because like with Boromir and Aragorn, like they work really well together. And that's the thing. Like Aragorn is really good by himself, but Boromir is really good because of Aragorn. Mm -hmm. Because Aragorn shows everything that Boromir is not. And Boromir is someone that like wants to be there for his people and wants to be there for the throne. And Aragorn has done nothing but put away all that stuff. And so Boromir sees like he's the chosen one. He's the one who's supposed to do all this stuff. But yet he's the one that's dishing out all the responsibility or like like leaving the responsibility. Yeah. Where I'm trying to use the power for good, even though he's underestimating the power of the ring. Yeah. So like I really like Boromir. And throughout the entire time, I'm like, Boromir's a fucking good ass guy. Yeah. He's just a guy though. It's like, so he's getting like possessed by the ring so it's like it's not his fault it's not his fault but he's like you know teaching the hobbits how to fight he's like saving whoever he can like whenever he can so it's like he he's he's doing his best he's great mm -hmm. but the thing is that he also he plays the develop the redemption card mm -hmm. like he has yeah. to have like that arc where he has the redemption so like i said this when i first watched this with Corey. i was like when i when the movie ended i was like is that it because after four hours well because no one had a real arc right like everyone kind of had this certain point the only kind of point that was like Frodo and Sam who are like, all right, let's do it. At the very end, they kind of say like, we have to do these things, but you don't see it come to fruition, yeah. which, you know, makes it feel like, oh, this has to be a trilogy film or like a two-part film. But uh, Boromir has a full arc. You get his, well, you, the, the benefit of Fellowship is that you get the end of his arc. Yes. In Fellowship. Yeah. You get his end of his arc, which is really, I think it's great. Um, but then I really like Gimli because he's super fun. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. he would be like, he probably, if we were all fucking transported to Miller, that would be probably me. I'd be like, I'm going to destroy all the shits. And I'm like, Leroy yeah. Jenkins, you know, just yep. attacking yep. everything. Oh That's who I would be. I'd be just like, let's go in. I ain't afraid of shit, baby. If I remember correctly, um, and I, of course I forget his name, the guy who played Gimli, like when he was oh, using, I know I'm an awful person. I'm sorry. But uh, when he was, doing all the stunt fights mm -hmm. with the axe, they were like, okay, just, you know, Lightly. go light. Oh, yeah. There's an axe. And he like wailed on him. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't think he seriously injured anyone, but he was like, well, he was already using prosthetics and his, he was having allergic What's reactions. His John Reese really Davies. Could, John Reese Davies. Could yes. barely see. And so he was like, whatever. <laughs> I'm so fucking uncomfortable. Be he, fine. he was allergic to the prosthetics throughout. Yeah. For three oh. years, he wore prosthetics that just made his I'm eyes puff up. If you watch, that's why his eyes are different sizes in all, all the, the scenes. Time. Oh my god! But to me, it added to his like he's Character. like this. He's a dwarf man. He's not supposed to be pretty. He's supposed to be like gangster as fuck and kill people. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, yeah, do that shit. Yeah. And he's I'm like my axe. I'm like, dude, this motherfucker right here. Like, he, I want him in my corner. But like, so I mean, like, doesn't he pick up Balin's axe too in the? Tomb? I think so. I think he um, leaves there with with his cousin. Luckily, back. he uh, because of the they had like size doubles. Luckily, he didn't have to, like, run around in too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. Um, but, I mean, just all around character-wise, it's probably Aragorn. Mm. Just because mm -hmm. he has all that stuff. You were Aragorn, right, Josh? Yes, I was. Ali? Um, Aragorn. My, my, I mean, it's... it's Who? Aragorn. He said Aragorn. Arwen. 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 Um, don't Good spoil next week's. Or, <laughs> or the next episode. Yeah. Um, but uh, Arwen is huge because... And it's, and it's kind of a cheat because it's Arwen... And Eowyn and uh, oh, and Aragorn fellowship. and Aragorn, fellowship, so, the fellowship because the ship, uh, because the uh, Sam, yeah, that, I mean, that's why it's a cheat, is because the ship. I'm like, it's like the greatest love story, yeah, yeah. Arwen, 
This is like her <laughs> giving up her uh, her immor- immortality for to have one lifetime with with the man. In all the ages of the world. I like that though. She's like, that's my choice to have. Yeah. Like, I, I love like, that yeah, story. It is your choice. But bitch. when he says, you can't give this to me, and she goes, yeah, I can. That's yeah. my choice. I can give it to it's greatly, the fuck I want. I mean, it's greatly expanded in Return of the King. Don't uh, repress me. But it's, you, you get a little bit of that here. And I think most of it is actually extended, isn't it? I can't remember. Mm, not most of it. Not most of it. Okay. Half like, like, the, like them <laughs> in, the, in the forest or whatever. But yeah. So just exactly half. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. Not most fit, of it, we'd probably say 49%. is But if I had to get away from my. My crushes, I would, I would say, um, Boromir. Boromir, yeah, nice. Yeah. Boromir was really good mm-hmm. for the same reason. Balrog, <laughs> <laughs> actually, with zero dialogue. Uh, when I it's when I first troll. saw the movies, I had this is the order in which they happened. I had the biggest crush on Legolas first. Yeah, it makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. And then the Witch King, much harder than Legolas. On the Witch King, Witch King. That's the third. That's the third movie. Who King? Yeah, I know. Which but one? Like any okay, any of the Nazgul, <laughs> which king gotcha. comes later? Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I like, did. I don't know why that was a thing, but it was a thing. Uh, you don't have to explain it. Uh, just let it I happen. mean, their presence yeah. was it always did, don't, king, so don't don't worry. king shame yourself. <laughs> Shh, don't speak. <laughs> their presence, their presence was always like you felt it. Yeah. Like, uh, like this is terrible. Yeah. Yeah, they're terrifying and horrible, and that was great. Um, I can't really think of like. A normal main character that I like. You don't have to. It's your character. Yeah, I know. Your favorite. But it still isn't like I like a crush on like the Nazgul is not the same as me being like ah I like them. I was just like they've also got. I mean they've also got a like the Balrog like a lot. They've got a fascinating story with them being like being eternally like drawn to the to the ring and they're kind of tied to it and they can't do anything about it. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So I mean, they, they, there's a lot going it's on. Tragic. There. And shit. then when you wear the ring, you see the wrinkly bodies. You see Ooh. that, yeah. Wrinkly old men, yeah. Of bodies. Young me didn't really think about that part. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like when you see you take off the beer goggles when you put on the ring. Yes. Like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Went to bed with the ten. Woke up with the two. Ooh, Sorry. Take this back off. Just leave the cloak on, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. <laughs> We could still party, just leave the cloak on. <laughs> oh boy. I wear my robe. Lord of the Rings the equivalent hat. of putting a bag over his head. <laughs> butterface. But, but her. But, but, but her the, whole body. school or Butterface. I don't know. But his face. If, if I had to really pick one, it's probably Pippin. Okay. Yeah. Just because he's so haphazard and he gets in so much trouble. I mean, the, he, go, he agrees to be in the fellowship without knowing where the fuck they're going. Yeah. yeah. You need people Honestly, with intelligence on this adventure. What are we going? <laughs> I, I kind of chose it because I kind of feel like him a little uh, bit. <laughs> like, uh, so late. Where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I feel like that's me through a lot of my life. So well, that rules you out, Pip. Yeah, Pip and that's. Oh, that he yeah. nods real quick for a second uh, when he says that. that mm-hmm. Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah. Oh, when that rules you out, that rules you out, Pip. Yeah. You're like wait. Wait. <laughs> um, do we want to go open? This is like our mega anniversary extended episode. So, do we want to go with favorite musical like pieces or parts? The Hobbit. I mean, sorry. Yeah. The Shire. The, the Shire. Shire theme. I, I would. I would say the Shire. That's my answer too. I don't know. Honestly, my favorite song is um, Gandalf dying song. Wow. Way to break my heart. Yeah. Sarah McLaughlin's in it. <laughs> in the arms of an angel. Yes. As he's falling in the arms. 
arms of the angel. All right, this is Sarah McLaughlin episode. Um, for me, it's probably the ring. I was gonna the say ring the same sequence. thing because it's well, to, it, it like the Shire feels very happy. It feels me like okay, cool, we're in this place, but it, like it doesn't listen no to soul. it when I edit. It doesn't. Well, it doesn't get me anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> but with the the rings, I was like, what's gonna fucking happen? It's like I don't Tom know. Tom in a dark. Place. Oh, that he, like that hero shot when they when you see the the fellowship for the first time, they're like, yeah, we're gonna go. Do yeah, it that's good. successful. Dun, you dun, see them coming over the ridge. Yeah, that's pretty good. Dun, the fellowship theme Epic. is pretty great too. Oh. That's that's good. Yeah, the sounds that like progress the feel and all that stuff. Well, they give a like we were saying earlier. It's it's like the scene that Corey you brought up where Frodo's talking by himself and the ring theme is playing. You know what's going on. Something's gonna happen, and then Boromir shows up, and you're like, "There it is." It's story related. (laughs) This Um, fucking guy carrying sticks. Uh, That brings us to qualms, guys. Qualms. Lord of the Qualms. Can I That's say Tom? I want to say one thing real quick. The thing that your one of your favorite parts with Gandalf, where he's talking about like you know life and destiny, all that shit. Yes. He literally tied in destiny and fate in the same thing, yeah. which I got really irritated about because it's like What's it the- make it makes sense, but I was just like, fuck you, because like he says like things happen and we can't foresee it. That's like fate, but then your choice to do that kind of corrects itself. I'm like, but that's destiny. Uh-huh. So it's like. Gandalf, you're so wise, and that doesn't make sense to us mortals. That's probably my, my favorite quote in all of Lord of the Rings. It's that, it's a really smart line. Is the, it's super know, smart. All we have to do is decide. Yeah, which that Mewtwo shit. Yeah. Um, but Quanly qualms. Um, so into this point, I remember as a kid, and I even asked Corey, and I think about it today. The part when Aragorn and Boromir have their part when he Boromir is like, "Oh shit, it's just a it's just a broken handle," and then Aragorn and Arwen, Arwen. Arwen, uh, Arwen, um, talk and it's like you know you you're Smith. you're feel you're you're scared of your past and all that stuff and then it goes into that flashback of them being like you can't give your immortality for me and I love you do you remember the first time we met I for the life of me can never like adjust that like that's a flashback there's <laughs> no sound cue there's no visual cue other than a new establishing shot that that's an then I was like did they just go out walk outside because it's the same location. Except it's outside. It's an exterior shot. So I was like, is this a flashback or not? It's not a flashback. It's, no. He, well, he's in a different outfit. And then the next morning, he's in the same outfit he was talking to her last night. And so it doesn't, and it, it kind of didn't feel like like it, the scene ended. And it just starts with like, we're around to, to talk about the ring. I was like, was that a dream? Was that later that night? Was that earlier that night? Was that another night long, long My time assumption ago? was that it was just late, late in the night. Yeah. It's it's for isn't it for sure a flashback, right? I thought it was no. flashback. I always thought it was flashback. It? I thought it was when, flashback. When he gets the thing? Well, because she's wearing white. Because when she rescues him, she's wearing green. Mm-hmm. And then when she's talking to him, she's wearing green. And he's wearing like greenish. Blue. He's wearing like greenish, grayish. Kind of a dreamy filter over it. Yeah. yeah. It's got a soft Barely. But the thing is like. see if he's all, wearing but, the necklace beforehand. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like he's wearing a necklace. Or he gets the necklace. But the thing is like the later sequences in Galadriel's forest. Everything has that like hue, dreaming, and so I'm yeah. like, the film like, language of that. It's it's tough. Wasn't. It was tougher for me because I was like, I I don't know if this is dream or not. Yeah. And so okay. that's my one one of my big qualms for that. Um, there were like small stupid goofs. You know, you'd see an IMDb like, you know, his hands here when they cut back. It's that I don't really call those like problems or anything like that. Like, continuity. I think those are to that's show. That's just what happens when you make a movie. That's huge. <laughs> and you have a thousand shots in a thousand locations. Um. Um, you know what was weird? Bor- uh, Gimli knows about the mines of Moria, 
right? He likes this place, right? His family lives there. Yeah. He doesn't um, know. How, he doesn't know how to get in then. Huh? But he doesn't know how to get in. No. To his his family's place. Huh. That that was that was a little weird. I was like, but why doesn't he just? He's know? never been. But he knows of it, he and knows he knows his it. family lives there. Yeah, he knows yeah. Balin is there. That was that say you don't have a key to your maybe it was like a back yeah that's, that was I mean <laughs> I have a key to my family's house so yeah it's like, um but and another thing with the troll fight which I, I'm trying to I'm literally trying to remember as much as I can I don't remember a lot of Gandalf in it it's, it cuts to him a few times he's killing but he's killing with orcs, a sword right sword. a mm-hmm. sword and a staff yeah because he's I barely see him using the staff he doesn't and he, the fun- he does this thing it's called in it's the video like games the orc bane. yeah and it's where you he swings yeah. both okay the same oh, direction right. he swings him like over his head and swings around. The staff over the sword, or the sword over the staff, depending on which way he's swinging, and it just basically like beats the shit out of, um, knocks, knocks him back. And so that that was like a little like I was like, but couldn't he just handle that shit? Can he handle all that shit? Because he's a really powerful wizard, and I'm like, he's not obviously he can't work that way. It's not he's not Gandalf ex machina and can't handle all of it. But like, <laughs> I feel like you would see some orcs like flying that's that uh, that's not by the troll because right. most of the orcs that were flying were because of the troll, not yeah. Gandalf. And it was weird because you see him tossing Saruman around like he's fucking like. Last week's dirty laundry, mm-hmm. but none of these troll, well, none of these works. We also don't really fully understand how the magic in that world works. Which I would almost say they as do a, in the books. Which I would almost say as a qualm in the movie, it's a soft magic system where you don't know all about it, and there's yeah. not certain rules. But you have to take that away because that's what the rules of the film is. And right. so I'm like, I don't. It's ca- used for the wow moment. Exactly. It's yeah. used for that point. So I'm not going to put that as a qualm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, it's legit. Corey? No qualms. Josh? <laughs> For a second, my brain went, I was your qualm? No. <laughs> I, I honestly, like, if I were to think about it, I don't, I really don't think I have any. It's the reason I enjoy a four-hour four cut of a movie over the two-hour cut. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, we watched it before we recorded today, and we got to the end, and I was like, Yep, didn't feel like three and a half, four hours, no. and that's what I appreciate about I was trying it. To think. I think there's casting in later movies that bug me a little bit, but in Fellowship specifically, I've got nothing. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I got. Oh, I have another quote, by the way. Um, me? Yeah. <laughs> you. Ollie. Yes, you all. I am the quote. No. <laughs> um, my uh, gripey gripe. Oh my god! Get out of here! <laughs> Uh, no, I think I think if I had to pick one, if I had to search really hard, it would be I don't love the sort of step frame, whatever that method is. What, what, What's that? The like choppy, like oh, when they're Urukai and like Lesser yeah, looking, yeah. yeah. I, I don't the very the only reason, cinema verite feel right. I don't know what I'm supposed to get from that. It's is it like a visceral? Thing? The, yeah, the, yeah, the sense of it is supposed to be that you're feeling what they're feeling at the time, and they're you're looking like how they look. Like yeah. they're kind of looking at so each other. So they're not, they don't, they're, they're not they don't clear. Have a clear vision. They're not clear, exactly. So, okay. So it's supposed to feel frenzied. Yeah. Like, they another, use it in Gladiator. And and also they use it a lot in yeah. Born Supremacy. And Born Supremacy did it really well. And this one, like, I understand. It takes it. me out. I, That's I the only thing that I don't like. Like, I get that and, and I can appreciate it, but it always takes me out a little bit mm-hmm. where I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. Just be smooth. <laughs> like, I want okay, it to David be Fincher smooth. over here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's literally it. Okay. Karen? Oh, man. I just don't have any. I like, like the movie. <laughs> I like the movie. Well, I I can't really think of it in the context of like a film that I could pick apart though. Like it That's was fine. such a big part of my life. Um and I I told you guys long ago when you said that the parents you know, are still we, young. Uh we mentioned Lord of the Rings and I was like you guys are going to learn a lot about me for this. Mhm. 
Um, this movie is exceedingly closely tied. It it basically was there through all of my mental illness. Uh-huh. Like I had really severe manic depression mm-hmm. and like anxiety and I there's probably a laundry list, but my doctors were in Indiana, so I'm sure they didn't catch everything. <laughs> um, so Lord of the Rings was kind of and still kind of is like I feel like. Like a warm blanket. Like a warm blanket. It mm-hmm. is my warm blanket. It's but... the cool side of the pillow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the reason oh, I'm sounds so... sounds really good right now. Yeah. <laughs> so... I know. It's warm in here. Uh, a warm blanket that is blanket. knitted by elves. Yeah. Sort of, except the reason that I latched to it so strongly is because the way I felt a lot of the creatures in it, oh, wow. like the Balrog and mm-hmm. the Ringwraiths and Sauron... All of those things were like, oh, that's that's what's happening inside of me right now. Oh wow! Like, I'm sorry if I sound a little emotional. It was no, like ten okay. years no, of life. It's okay. No, no, no. Um, and the like, the reason I have the tattoo is because I got this when I was nineteen. I saw started watching the movies and being into that stuff when I was like eleven. Yeah, and my depression and stuff started when I was like ten. So this was like the big manifestation for me to understand what depression was, like how it different worked. Different faces of it. Yeah. Yeah, the different faces of it. And identifying then like, it, essentially. Identifying it and also like the way that the fellowship and Frodo kind of taking this burden and finally getting rid of it. Yeah. That was kind of like therapeutic in a way. Yeah. And keep in mind that this was like, you know, over nine years. Yeah. Um, and I got this tattoo when I was nineteen. Um, so I wanted this tattoo like when the first movie came out, my parents were like, haha, okay, Caitlin. And I was like, no, you don't understand. No, you don't understand. I'm getting this. <laughs> you don't understand. This is happening. If you need me to write it down and sign it, I will. <laughs> yes, exactly. So like when I got this tattoo, it was when I was like, okay, I think I'm good. I think I've like, this was my. Would you say you came full circle? I closed. I finished the chapter of my book. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and I got and to turn I, and to a new page. Lived happily ever after. Yes, Bilbo Baggins till the end of his days. Finally found an ending for my book. Yeah, and but, she lived happily ever after. And I could go into great detail about you know how all of those things came into play. Yeah, but like I I can't find qualms for something yeah. that meant so much to me. Yeah, of course. That's and fair. I think that I think that's part of it too, where it's like it's not just a film. You know, we we kind of talk about films on a weekly basis or whatever. Um, and we pick it apart and it's what it is. But I think there's certain films. I think this one's one of them, huge mm. one for me as well, where it just, it just stands for so much, um, so much more than, than just like pictures going at, you know, 24 frames per second. <laughs> yeah. You know, with some music and you hear that sound. Peter Jackson, not yeah, 60 no. frames. Not it's, 60 it's, frames. It's a classic so example of like greater than the sum of its parts. Like yeah. It's, um, to the nth degree. I did have another qualm actually. Yeah. Oh my um, God. Of course you do. Well, this is actually, it's, it's, it's tough <laughs> to because me. it's part of its DNA and it's kind of like, <sighs> why do you show this when you know that that's part of it? And it's the fact that it is the first part of the mo- of the trilogy and it just doesn't have a real ending to yeah. me because mm-hmm. it has to continue. Like, well, they basically filmed oh, them. They oh. were basically, it was the three long, three year long thing. And so we all like, knew if they that it never made great. another Lord of the Rings after that, I'd be like, the fuck happened. Yeah. They yeah. Just, luckily, they shot well, it all at the same time. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, we knew that there was going to Well, happen, that's the kind so. of thing. It's like, well, I know I'm not going to get my my fulfilled ending until I watch yeah. the other movies. And that's, yeah, you uh, didn't get it in the book either. Yeah. yeah. And so that's, that's, 
uh, the, the qualm for it is like it's not self-contained and right. that's it's kind of like it's tough that's a very harsh qualm the, because it's like it's built that way but it's kind of like if it was self-contained where it could just end yeah. and then have continued but then like, they if wouldn't they, be the books if they had emphasized Boromir <laughs> Corey, no, I feel the a same little way. bit more and had a bit more Boromir Aragorn stuff then you could argue that that is the sort of plot of it but it's hard to do that well like yeah to to Corey's point like if it were to be a full like a con- fully contained one it would not be con- truly true the books mm-hmm. yeah. and so like it's it's hard to do and that's the tough thing about adaptations where yeah. it's like either you do the whole thing or you do none of it at all yeah, yeah. and so like you know if Marvel ad- ad- adapted another thing like it would be 12 fucking movies long yeah. I mean but think the- about how many people would have been pissed if they had changed the ending yeah and so yeah for me like it's just tough because it's like cinematically as a narrative it's like it just ends with like a continuation mm-hmm. to be continued mm-hmm. and so it's like mm, would like it to have ended and we'll talk about more of the um, the cinematic changes in return yeah, versus yeah. the book because there's there's a lot more. Yes, which I mean, I mean, it's kind of weird because like comparing it to like Batman Begins, where you like it's you feel like there's gonna be a trilogy, but it has a finite ending. Mm-hmm. I think the tough thing with this is that Batman has a wheelhouse of villains, that right? They could- but also you, you have a plethora of things to pull from, so you could end it anytime you wanted to. With Lord of the Rings, there's just yeah, one Lord of the story. Rings. This yeah. is uh, yeah, it has to be so. faithful. One evil, one villain to, to one, the major beats. One of the story. thing you're trying to do, yeah. the one. Well, I mean, I think to. I mean, going back a little bit of what I was saying is that when this came out, when it was um, announced, everything, we knew that we were getting the three, three movie, yeah. movies. We didn't need self-contained stories. Mm-hmm. We knew, and, and we knew that they were year. filming the whole time. I did like, not. And that's the thing. You were a little bit younger. Yeah. And so it's like. They came out within every year. Yeah. yeah. Like Lord of the Rings for three years. Yeah. So, I mean, we kind dope. of. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> many people knew that. So, I, but I can see like yeah. if you didn't know that. Well, I mean, like I compared to like even like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, the first film just ended. Well, they also didn't know they were doing more than one. And well, and then when Worlds End or which is the second one? Whatever the fuck the second one ends with Jeffrey Rush like coming six now. It ends yeah, with Jeffrey Rush so. coming back, and you're like, fuck, that's the ending. Because yeah. yeah, Jack Sparrow dies, and then Jeffrey Jeffrey Rush comes, and you're like, oh shit, it's over. But then you know, like, there's the next one, but it felt contained. Right. Well, because so, it, it was a one shot originally. Well, this was not. They, I'm talking about just the sequel when making, you're writing into continuation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's like same thing with Matrix, where like they knew they were making two and three. Mm-hmm. Like they knew that was happening. Well, and that how it felt contained as well. Right. Where it's they like have, Neo just sh- Neo yeah, just flies they off. They did. <laughs> like they didn't they didn't save everybody, but Neo just flies off. And you're like, well, we should oh, do a Matrix done. thing, but I like I think Matrix. Re- it's one of those trilogies where two would have been redeemed if three was better. Like in we're not made. Or not made. They contained it into like in a weird stuff. way. I don't, I'm going to compare this to Dragon Ball Z when they buy the DVD set. There's a marathon mode and it just never ends. There's no like next time or this time. If Lord of the Rings had just been all continuous, it would feel like a whole thing. And that's why my big qualm of like, or my big thing is like, it's that that's it. Because like I was like, I want it to finish. I yeah. want the ending. But that's where Hollywood more hours, becomes baby. a business. <laughs> and they're like, well, you got to you know, you got to cut it down mm-hmm. to this length because we got to show it this many times per day in this theater. 100%. That's where, like, unfortunately, the the business of Hollywood takes But it does kind of bring up an interesting... I'm so sorry. You're um, fine. Go ahead. Uh, the, what's cool about these movies is that they are, like, one piece. Mm-hmm. Like, you can sit down. I mean, if you got the time... I've done it you multiple can, times. Yeah, I've done it a few times. If you sit down and you just go boom, boom... Marathon it and just marathon it. It really does hours. feel like it's finished. It's it's a one movie. Yeah, it's it sounds a, daunting, but it's actually not hard to. Well, okay, marathon. like we've talked about to this point where it's like the four hour is more enjoyable than the two hour, mm-hmm. and like 
even to my point, it's like, yeah, like when it ends, it's like, what the fuck happens next? It's that moment you get when you're watching Netflix or a TV show. You're like, what the fuck happens next? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, let's get to the next, next one. episode. So, yeah. And I get, I get the qualm of like not liking that they're self-contained and that it should have all been squished together. But at the same time, when it was coming out, I feel like it was more impactful to have them be these have the cliffhanger sort of have moments. the cliffhanger and have to wait that you know year or what's gonna happen like a season finale, gonna like, yeah yeah also because of the amount of time that passes in the movies like yeah it's it's well, especially what, in the books yeah oh yeah it's so much <laughs> well, time. i think the whole journey takes like three years mm-hmm. where, where i come from with it is kind of like the there's the, the qualm with i have with any superhero movie is that nothing matters until the last one because right. everything just seems like glorified tv shows where it's like it's episodic and it has to go to the next one. Yeah. And it's franchise. So like that's why I have the qualm of like it's but not this one mattered. We, everything matters, but then until the final end is done, it, like you're always gonna be like, where's the next one? But where's the next one? But yeah. where's the next one? I'll give you that on like initial viewing. Yeah. I mean, but well, I'm just saying, like, that's that's in its in its entirety. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna be like, this movie's shit because it's not self-contained. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if we're gonna start looking at it, you gotta look critically. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm saying, like, it's, uh, you know, amongst its accolades, you know, you can have... But so here's let me the ask thing. You. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, what I was going to say is, because you've said that a few times on our show, mm-hmm. and now that we're at a year in, I'm going to ask you this question. Yes. Just because you see something critically, and you see that point, mm-hmm. I can look at something critically, but still not see that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's fine. So that that's the kind of thing. So that I mean, like, I, the the that is your critical analysis and the exact opposite would be the the exact opposite would be the same. Yeah. You don't see anything critically, and my, I see it. My question was going to be: if it was set out to be a trilogy, why does it have to be self-contained? Well, if it's going to be said like announced that this is a trilogy, then I mean that's one thing or another. But like as an initial viewing, it's like if it's one thing, then I didn't know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And and that's part of it where like when this was happening, it, it was a cultural, it was like one of those cultural like phenomenon tentpole things where it's like these movies are being made into, into, or these books are being made into movies. They're all being shot at the same time, which is a well, crazy undertaking. I mean, you could say whatever you want about like the Matrix trilogy and like yeah. how like it was bad at the last few movies, whatever. But like the way that they really framed it was that the first film was birth. The second one was life and the last one was death. But within each one, they have to have their own Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. Like they have to have those each ones, but to have it where like, like they don't go back to Hobbiton and like they have the elixir where they have the knowledge and then they come back changed. It feels like it's a a cutting off point. And the thing Mm -hmm. is like Boromir has his full arc. And that's why I was saying like, I really liked his style, but then like Aragorn, Legolas and Gimli, you just know that they're going to go off and like save them, but then you don't see them save them. So you're like, well, I guess I have to watch the next movie to see the whole arc finish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my, yeah. I guess my question is, though, that how would you even fix that? that that's a tough a thing. Qualm. That's a tough thing. It's like if you fix the only way to fix it is to put all three movies in one. Right. And the or put all three books into one movie. That's you okay. And that's like, that's what I said at the beginning is like the forever. qualm is in its DNA. Right. Is that this yeah. was supposed to be three movies. Mm-hmm. And that's where I mean, that's like the eternal thing with uh, adaptations three where books, 100%. So. Yeah, yeah at the end of the day you're kind of at the mercy of and um, all the books the source material like at the end of every pages. harry potter movie the year is over mm-hmm. yeah and so it's right. kind of like there ha- there is that kind of cycle feeling of mm-hmm. like there's a beginning middle but it's end. also a little different like i think tolkien was set out to write all of them yeah, yeah. like but um, i don't know if tolkien ever had in mind that it was going to be a movie too no right never. and so there, there's a difference yeah. in the medium but it but it was three i think um i think is correct me if i'm wrong i don't know if you know this but I think his, I think he wanted it to be one book, and his publisher 
told him to split it up. I read. I something think. Like that. I think that's yeah. what it was. Wow. Well, because so it's that's basically why he, three parts. It's right. not. Don't think of it as three books. It's it's one book with three parts. With I think three that's chapters. Because it was to, he came to his publicist standpoint. and it was like something like four thousand pages. Yeah, and they were like, mm-hmm. no one. Rolling. No. You wrote a new dictionary. The difference with Harry Potter is Rolling started a series mm-hmm. where she's like, this is book one. I'm gonna keep writing them until I stop writing them. So it wasn't. Well, like, I mean, I think till ultimately, the Harry like, Potter Voldemort, arc is finished. Yeah, Voldemort was like part of that, but as far as like that's where, like in the DNA of her book, mm-hmm. she had the convenience of that every year. Well, Hogwarts. I would. Th- I think it'd be unfair to say that, like, she didn't take from him. Oh, for uh, of course, oh, for sure. So oh, yeah. I mean, like, definitely, it's like kind of like yeah, everything gets and influenced by upon. It. And so, and she, I think she had the idea like this is going to become a movie. This, yeah, might and so like yeah, you write to that point, but like that's again, that's a, a struggle sometimes when you mm-hmm. adapt something from yeah to one source material because it's not that, yeah because uh, it wasn't yeah. I mean, it's in the back, like Voldemort's in the background, like you see hints of it, but it's never like, it's not the uh, main focus, I would say, of like the first few books. It is an interesting business when you get down to it, like what you're bringing up. I mean, it's, it's one book, like this isn't the Harry Potter episode. So I want to, like with Lord of the Rings, it it is called the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then there is the two times, the the part one, Fellowship of the Ring, Mm -hmm. part two, the two towers, part three, like. But just consider it the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, but it is hard from a business standpoint too. It's like, you just can't self-contain. Yeah. It's like, them. how do we, I mean, that's, that was Peter Jackson's, uh, you know, one of his challenges of like, mm-hmm. how do I make this, how do I adapt this book into a script that can, yeah. that can't have a satisfying well, enough. Also the piece of art. thing about art and business is like, you're not going to be able to cover every single track. Like yeah. I like, and that's what the thing I, I, I think it's tough is like, even if I give a movie a five, it doesn't mean it's perfect. I don't think there's ever going to be such a thing because once we have a perfect movie, stop making movies. movies. There's no point. Yeah. Technology won't get better. We won't get better actors. We won't get better writers. There's no point. I'm going to say at the time of you kind of just look at things for the base of what you would find. Right. So Mm -hmm. like, I don't think there's possibly a better version that could be made. And to your point, like you said, like Peter Jackson is probably the only person that could have made it. I think that was probably the perfect time to make it. We'll see what happens with like Amazon makes their TV show, whatever should happen. I'm very curious about that because they have a bigger budget. They'll have more resources at the time. They have a bigger budget. They have a billion dollar budget. They got that Bezos money. What? What? To do a TV show. And it's like, it's the biggest produced thing I think of all time. I'm both so excited and so afraid. But the thing is, is you're not going to have the same talent. You're not going to have the same feel. You're going to have 20 years of like culture that has to adjust to something that was magical like 10 years ago. It's going to come with a lot of 17 years ago. So like, it's not going to be the same so i mean like no. it's you know like yeah. no i'm i'm scared for it we're, but we'll we'll see we'll see we'll come back we'll for the year two yeah. episode yeah. <laughs> that was good i liked that that was a good discussion yeah. i really but of course that. we will continue this conversation but are next we going time to on rate on. just click yeah. next on we your thing rate. we got so we're just going to keep recording right and then we're going to really no, no, no. <laughs> we have to rate each one and then we'll, oh we'll do a rating yeah we'll rate this one yeah i'm not going to rate it's five okay it's five i mean that's not a rate that is a rate you are going to it seems like a waste of time like Five, it's a waste five. of time for all of us to say five, except for Tom, who's going to give it a four point something. Mine's a one. <laughs> We're the only like, one's the greatest. Like one it's the number one movie. <laughs> yeah, number one movie. Oh, okay, that makes uh, sense. No, of course it's it, it's a five, and I I really this last time uh, Tom and I watched it a couple days ago, uh, and then we watched it again today, and I was really trying to suss it out and feel out what my score would be for this because I really wanted to, I didn't want to just be like a blind, like, yeah, it's five, it's five because I've grew mm-hmm. up with it. Uh, but it still is like after watching eight hours worth of Lord of the Rings in the last three days, it's still a five. Yeah. Well, and I, mean, I would gladly, if y'all were like, hey, let's watch it again. I'd be like, great. 
Well, I mean, while we were watching it today, I was like, okay, all right, let's try to see if there's anything. The thing is, you're not supposed to try. No, (laughs) I had to. But here's the thing: goggles on. Easy. With you have movie. to put on different yeah, lenses. I go on to a movie mm-hmm. and I, I like the movie. That's yeah. what I do. I yeah. watch a movie and most of the time I like it unless it really has like a punch you in the face problem. This one I was like, okay, I'm going to watch it. And like what we have said, the descriptor for a five is you wouldn't change anything. Mm. Yeah. Watching it today, I was like, wow, I wouldn't change anything. Not a yeah. thing. Not mm-hmm. a single thing. Casting, music, nothing. Yeah. So it, five by the too. standards, it's five. It'd be a 4.9 for me. I knew it. Of course. It. Well, if everyone is going to keep saying that the two towers is better, then obviously it's probably going to be a higher score. Right? Um, no. Not necessarily. Well, did well, you say five, Ollie? Because if we first it's my change anything. Yeah. It's my second then favorite movie of all time. Oh. Fellowship. And number one Wait, is the first? Towers. Two Towers. Oh, <laughs> well, two okay. Towers. We're getting to it. Yeah. No, it's, it's Towers, Fellowship, Return. Wow. And so for me, like, yeah, some fives are better than other fives, but like in the sense of it all, like within the context of these, it's probably 4.9 because I wouldn't change those two. My favorite of the trilogy is actually Fellowship. Oh. I can see why too. And like today when we were watching it, I was like, oh my God, this first 20 minutes, I just want to watch this on loop for like three hours. Can, yeah. we, can we just do that? Gandalf the Great of me is is superior to Gandalf, Gandalf the White. White. Gandalf the White is great. Oh, I agree with that for sure. He's super oh, yeah. serious, There's, but Gandalf the Great is so fun. Yeah. My reasoning are for characters that are inside of two yeah, towers. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I don't have enough memory to even talk about two towers yet. So oh, soon, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, we'll get there next episode. soon. <laughs> yeah, if you want to listen to our two towers episode, you literally Let's click next on the thing, dude. Next. Like right now. Yeah, we got right all now. three out for you. Enjoy. Well, I hope your car ride wasn't long enough to listen to all three. But oh my god, I hope not. <laughs> I'm so if you're sorry. You're on a road trip. Then you like might travel think. to Austin, Texas. I'd like um, to think that there is one person on a plane somewhere who is like, I got like six hours of nerd on ready to go. Yep. Perfect. Um, and if you want to check yeah. out more of our content, you can head over to nerdon.tv. Yes, you can. Where we mm-hmm. have written content. You can find our Twitch channel on there. Find our other podcast. You've been enjoying Instagram. our content. We do. We we stream daily except Sundays. So if you want and to check who knows, us out. maybe that soon too. Yeah, and we got the YouTube. We have YouTube where content, content goes up uh, weekly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, multiple uh, sometimes, posts. Sometimes, if you like what you hear, please just subscribe to the iTunes. And if you like to see hear more of it, even more, you know, yeah. support us on Patreon. Yes, because mm-hmm. you get bonus episodes. Uh, in fact, even three of them if you support yeah. us enough. Yeah. yeah, early access, all that good stuff. A lot of perks. Check it out. Um, I'd like to take a moment because we are a year in. Just to say thank you for mm-hmm. listening to us. We are a year in, and it's your we're beautiful very ears. Excited. Yes, your beautiful ear holes. For we love what we do us. here. Yeah. Like, really, truly. Yeah. We are trying to figure out every day how to do this more and more. So just And better thank and you. better. Yes, better and better. It's grown so much. Like, And I feel like I'm cheating because I only came in in April. You yeah. are. Uh, so, oh, thank you, Tom. We were, like, yeah. holding the line for tickets, and you just kind of, like, you're like, thanks for holding my spot. Thanks for holding it, guys. No problem, hey. Caitlin. Yeah, and no so I, I feel like I just kind of slip and slide in a, into Nerd On last minute. It's all good. Um, it worked so out it's, for the but best. It's, but it's amazing to see how far we've come, even in the last, you know, Few what months. has it been? Yeah. Four months? Yeah. yeah. So pretty... it's, it's been a crazy ride thus far. And you I guys want to do another one? You want to do another year? Yeah, let's do it. Let's sure. You want to sign up? Yeah. Are, yeah. Are we up? I'm on a yeah. month to month. Okay, that's fine. Oh. It's like my apartment. Oh. I want to renegotiate my contract. Let's do one more. Let's do one more year. I'm in. I'm all in. Whatever. But like one more? 
for now, we'll, we'll reassess again. Okay. See, he's on a year to year. But for right now, good. can I, we just I do really one more it. episode? It's like a lease. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can we at least, because this isn't, like, can we at least talk about Two Tower? Yeah. We'll oh, yeah. Time. And then we'll, we'll see where we go from there. Yeah. yeah. That's, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Uh, sounds where, where are we going? We're going to go talk about the Two Towers. As always, Nerd, Nerd on. on. Ending broadcast.